better than it. So, welcome to an episode of Risky Preneurs. This is Yix speaking here, and on my right is Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick Nicholas. <laughs> we we can work on the intro. <laughs> yeah, we it needs some work. But you know when you said Nick and Yix sounds like a makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nick and Yix. <laughs> bro, bro, like, you see guy joking? <laughs> but, you know, risky preneurs or risky entrepreneurs, you have to kind of settle on one. But the way I thought about it is obviously, entrepreneurs have to be risky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's inherent in, in the nature. Um, also, I think we kind of mentioned that last week. <laughs> bro, that's like a hair salon on the side, man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too girly. Um, yeah, risky yeah. preneurs, man. Risky no. preneurs. It's a good name. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, How did you come up with that name? How, where did you come up with the with the I, with the risky? I was um was thinking playing around with entrepreneur because mm-hmm. we were thinking entrepreneur economics um, business, and then with entrepreneurs. Thinking, how can I mix this? And then I thought about a conversation last in the last podcast, and we were talking about something to do with risk. I just, just put that together, mm. mash that together. And that's it. And those are the yeah. origins. It's a good reason, man. Yeah. You know, one other thing I was thinking was mm. I was thinking about um, your profession, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. cryptos and that. Crypto, yeah. Very risky <laughs> prospects. <laughs> Very risky. Uh, but the thing is, obviously, with anything, the more you learn about something, the less risky it becomes. Mm, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that's one big thing. It's, I think, with anything, if you, for example, a lot of people asking me for advice now with, with crypto, obviously the way the market's heating up, um, and the most risk anyone can take is just to ask me. What should I invest in? And that's all, all that they do. Mm. Because, you know, I'll tell them about you know, the big the big things like Bitcoin and stuff like that. But if, if all they're doing is relying on me mm-hmm. for advice, then you know, if I disappear, then, you know, when do they sell? When do they get out? Yep. You know, they wouldn't know. So there's a massive unknown, massive amount of risk there. Yep. So you feel they're not, they're not really willing to put in the work? They just kind of want someone to follow and tell them yeah. what to do. Yeah, basically. And to be fair to them, like I was at that, I was like that at the beginning as well. You know, mm. like you, you just see how much money people are making and you just want a piece of that, but you don't want to put the effort into invest, um, which is where mm-hmm. the risk comes in. But, um, do you think it comes down to their motives though? I think so. Because, um, the way I'm thinking about it is depending on why you get into crypto, right? Yeah. It might affect how much work you're willing to put into it, right? Because yeah. if you're just thinking, yo, I'm into crypto so I can make money, quick mm. buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rather than your crypto is very interesting, mm. I want to see where this market is going. Yeah. And you have like a genuine passion for for the app, for what's happening, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and an interest. Yeah. So I feel like those kind of people would invest more time into it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then, since do you think since they invest more time into it, they also know it's not a way to earn quick money most of the time. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the journey I took. Like, you you know, the more you get into it, the more you understand. No, this is not quick money. If you don't invest the time into it to understand the market, to learn the skills, whatever money you make will be gone. The you know faster than you made it. Um, so I definitely agree in terms of it depends on the motive people have when they get in. Mm. If it's pure, especially if it's pure quick money motives, it's, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work unless you're just very lucky. Yeah, but you no one's lucky forever. No, no exactly. It's not a <laughs> good long term strategy. You know, hundred percent. My my cousin, she um she invested in the last bull run like back in twenty seventeen. And she actually made like quite a lot of profit. It must have been like twenty grand or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was all luck though, you know. Mm. And, and what happened was, she took the money out. So I'm like, well done. And then she saw that it kept going up. You know the things she invested in. So what happens? Obviously the breeze kicks in. She puts it back in. Next thing you know, she lost everything. It's, it's that classic. story, Pete. <laughs> lost that twenty k. Yeah, yeah. Mad that Pete. It's, it's a classic story. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to trading, do you think if you, how do you decide after you've been in that situation, right, yeah. where you've made an investment, yeah, you've you've seen good gains and yeah. you've pulled your money out, yeah. At that stage, well, how do you decide whether you want to go back in or you want to, or, or what? What I'm asking is, in your opinion, mm. what do you think is the best strategy? Do you, do you think you should cash out? Yeah. And just wait until you reanalyze the pattern and then make a decision from there, yeah. or do you generally see that it's going up and then you just yo time to jump in? Um, one uh, kind of popular saying that comes to mind with that is like you never go broke taking profit. So for me, like if you're if you've got especially the, the best thing to have is like a, a target in mind. Like if you want to make thirty percent uh, on your investment profit. And you've made that, you take your money out and like you, that's it, you're done. Because mm. um, a lot of times when you, you know, when you've taken out and you see the investment going up again and you go back in, you end up losing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the best thing to do is always have a, a target in mind. And then once you've reached that, you take it, you take it out. And like you said, you would then reanalyze the chart. Mm-hmm. and see okay this, is there another opportunity to get back in mm-hmm. otherwise when you and a lot of experienced traders will have you know been through that when they they take the money out they think oh it's going to go up again you put it back in and then you lose whatever you've made so the best thing is always like I said take the money out after you've hit target and then reanalyze take a step back and wait, mm-hmm. for, the, wait for the next trade to come to you that's that's a uh, Fair enough. Yeah. So you so you'd say, don't get greedy. Never get greedy. It's, mm. it's, it's it's always about, you know, the the things that I'm understanding, the most, throughout my time investing and trading in crypto, is it is all about controlling your emotions. Like legit, it is hundred percent about controlling your emotions, because you know if the greed takes over, or the fear takes over, you normally. For example, greed will, you know, you'll lose out on profit or fear. You'll end up holding a loss too long 
and then you just let off a bigger so you need to like engage your emotions and then properly control it mm-hmm. it's very important so how do you do that then so wh- what i mean is yeah do you have contingencies in, p- in place so that you stick to these rules so do you have like you know take profits stop losses when you're trading yeah like frequently yeah, yeah. or are you more of like um long-term investor and whether where well i don't know how do you tra- yeah. do you trade leveraged or not no nah, no you don't you don't leverage not le- not okay leveraged, so you only no. trade with the money you have yeah exactly. okay that's finance so are yeah. you more of a long-term trader where even if it goes down you're like look i'm just gonna keep it in there yeah or are you more more of an active trader where it's like you're gonna buy sell on a regs it's it's a bit of uh, i'd say more long term mm-hmm. sometimes it can be like a few days um but mostly it's long term so you know I'll, I'll put in a trade for today and, and that might take a week or two weeks and that's like my i have like a little bag that i trade more frequently mm-hmm. but most of it is long term where i've already invested like a year ago two years ago mm-hmm. i'm still holding it until you know it, it goes to a certain level mm-hmm. um but the short term it's never i never really do day trading mm-hmm. um it's it's more like up to a few days from a few days to a week things like that that's that's normally uh, my method with more swing trades yeah boys yeah. man is there any particular reason why you only trade in cryptos and nothing else that's that's what's what started for me like that's that's how i got into the game like i saw kind of bitcoin mm-hmm. and then all, all the other cryptocurrencies and that's what attracted me as opposed to like forex and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so i've just stuck to that really I've, I've dabbled in forex a little bit but it hasn't interested me as much as crypto because crypto there's actually a lot of tech that's really interesting mm-hmm. a lot of you know disrupting industries but forex is it just hasn't attracted me at all what about stocks and um, shares and stuff commodities I've, I've started to look at stocks and shares doing a bit of kind of demo trading mm-hmm. um like kind of s or no nasdaq so yep. that's more day trading um yep. but only demo trading for now and we can mm-hmm. see how it goes and potentially i look to add that to to what i'm doing mm-hmm. but you'd approach it as day trader rather than long-term yeah yeah. um shareholder and companies yeah yeah more day okay. trading like I've, I've been looking at methods like where you have something called a catalyst where for example there's an earning report that comes out today mm-hmm. and normally what happens with that is if it's a positive earning report the stocks will spike and if mm-hmm. it's mixed or negative the stock tends to go down mm-hmm. so with this you're able to predict a lot better where the mark where the price mm-hmm. is going to go yep. So that's the method I'm using at the moment. So you want to trade um, based on shock events? Yeah. Like when Tesla drops the earnings and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Based like that, yeah. 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 That's what I used to use in it for trading. Uh, yeah, that's how. Um, that's how. I earned um, good gain, good returns in it on Tesla. Okay. Because you know I'm interested in Tesla, right? Yeah. yeah. And I know that. Every time they get a, they release an earnings report in it, yeah, their stocks usually drop. Okay. Um, just yeah, as like yeah. a shock event in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So obviously, because I trade like CFDs rather than actual stocks. Yeah. 
I can leverage, I can do leveraged um, transactions with him. So yeah, I can, yeah. I can, to a certain extent, I can leverage the money I have and yeah. make bigger trades in it. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, once your account can't handle the capital, it will, like, if it goes in a loss yeah. or the other direction to what you're trading, yeah. it will exit your trade in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get liquidated. You'll get liquidated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, good, good times. But, yeah, so using that, I usually trade in, trade in Tesla stocks in it and it's done well. Are you still doing that? No, I don't do that anymore. Uh, how come you don't do that no more? Um, because actually, you know what? I want to I wanna make my trading strategy a bit more sophisticated. Isn't it? Yeah. So I want it to be less of a gamble and more of... Okay. More, more statistical in a okay. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I want to be the way the thing is the way I like to I would like to trade. Yeah. I can't say I trade like that now, but yeah. I need to dedicate a lot more time. Yeah. Um, but the way I would like to trade is I would like to know the companies in such detail. Yeah. That I know about information. Like I know. Uh, I can I can make the links cross sectors, cross yeah. industries. Ish. around the world see how this is going to impact this company's stock yeah, yeah. how this company's stock might impact this or yeah. how this this event in this particular industry is going to affect stock of Ooh. this co- this company because this company's supply and how their supplies are going to be affected from this like stuff like that like really yeah. really in detail yeah analysis isn't it yeah 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 and obviously that's really really hard isn't it like you yeah, need so you, much research you gotta be doing that day in day out exactly like yeah. you need so much research so yeah. obviously i don't have time like that right now yeah, yeah, yeah. but one time um time. i want to dedicate the time and just literally do some crazy research you you i mean that's if you get to that to that level you could be mad profitable yeah yeah because you're you're basically going by evidence in it yeah. rather than you Basically, you know when you make a trade, right? Depending yeah. on how much you know and how much of that information you've factored into your decision, yeah, yeah. increases um, the probability of making the right trade in it. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if you're going in the trade, obviously the thing is uh, the bar is zero to hundred, isn't it? Yeah. If you only know m- surface level info, yeah, your chances might be twenty percent, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, ideally, it's in statistical it's 50 50 your chances apparently you know yeah yeah um but uh, we're talking about the chances of you being correct in it yeah yeah or like 20 percent, or if you have more info 40 percent. yeah so if you do crazy research i feel like you can increase that yeah. percentage to yeah, yeah. A, a significant degree in it 100 percent. where it's not even like it's not that the gamble aspect of it is pretty much non-existent in it yeah you, sh- you should read um, a book called um, Trading Wizards. I don't know if you've heard of it. Okay, no. By, uh, I think his name is Mark Schrager. Because he talks, like, there's a lot of traders. He basically interviews a lot of the best traders in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of traders that do what you're talking about, where they are, like, up to date with everything that's happening and they know they can foresee an event affecting this sector or that sector. Mm-hmm. And then they would trade based upon that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And these guys are at the top of the game, but obviously they've got a lot, a lot of lessons that they learned along the way, which they talk about in that book. So, right. so I think that book would really uh, be beneficial to you. And uh, do 
you know Ray Dalio? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the sickest fan in the game. Is it? Yeah, he's sick. You know fan. what, yeah? I, I don't know what I, I... You know what he is? You don't like him? I don't like him. Is it? <laughs> I legit don't like him. Really? It? Legit. I don't know what it is about yeah. him. Yeah. Now, this, obviously, this is not like a personal attack on him, is it? Yeah. But... I don't know what he is, man. I just don't so, like his vibe, innit? Yeah. Um, I can't say I've listened to him extensively, innit? Yeah. But I have some heard it, so heard some of his things. And you, you didn't like it? Um, you know what? He's actually really smart, innit? Yeah. Like, you have to yeah. give that to him. Like, I'm not saying he's dumb or stupid or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even pinpoint it. There's just something about something, him I don't something. like, innit? Give, give, him, give him another chance, though, because he's... Maybe. Uh, because he's he's um he's very very like kind of how you how you're talking he's very intricate like the amount of research he does mm-hmm. is ridiculous like he mm-hmm. he's historically like um he would look at cycles back he's backdated like thousands of years so he and his understanding of how the economy works on like every level is disgusting mm. and so he again kind of from the uh, pages in that book, he can like understand what's happening in the current climate right now with China and the US and how that will affect this market or that market. And um, again, he he um, bases his trading and investing on that knowledge. Just mm. like his, like you said, his because his knowledge is so in depth, the risk he takes is a lot less. Mm-hmm. Like exactly how you said, you know, the more you know, the the less risk it is. Yep. Um, it's just he, yeah. when he talks, he talks long. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. But is he he covers a lot of detail. Sometimes he bores me though. Yeah, I've so seen cool. his video though. You know, um, how the economy works or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen that video in yeah, the yeah. animated one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even um, P P Diddy. Diddy mm-hmm. with him with him recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a minute, because P Diddy knows him, like he's like a top billionaire for a reason. Mm. He wants that knowledge. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Should we talk about rappers? Yeah, yeah, why not? Right. So who So we got P Diddy, we got Jay Z. Yeah. Who are the other high level like Dons? Yeah, Don's all people who originated from like hip hop and rap. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Cent. Yeah, I was actually I just finished the audiobook that he did called Hustle Harder. Mm-hmm. Harder. But yeah, to continue, yeah, he's definitely one one of them. Who's that book by Fifty Cent and who else? Uh, that that one's just Fifty Cent, but he's oh, done a, he did a book previously with Robert Greene. Yo, I've read that book. Have you? I've read, read that, that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's a good book, man. Yeah. Yeah. Talks about a lot, of, a lot of things in it. Like I do like like his approach to what it was. Fifty cent. Fifty cent. Yeah. Yeah. But the the thing is though, you know what the book is. Mm. The book is um. You know Robert. You know have you read Robert Greene's other books? Yeah. yeah I think yeah. um. What is it? Forty eight laws of power. power. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So it's it's that book. I think it's that book or some other version of his book. Yeah. But he applies all of those principles and uses 50 Cent's life as an example. Okay. As to where 50 Cent did this. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically using his life story as like... Like... To explain his principles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
obviously sometimes it's gonna be a bit far fetched and like connection mm. and that, but it is good book and like I did enjoy reading it. Yeah. Um, solid, solid info in there. Yeah, I need to read that book. So we got those three. Got those three. We got we got a Doctor Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? That's is that it? Eminem's quite well off, but I don't know how how well off. Are you talking about wealthy rappers? Yeah, well, wealthy, yeah, wealthy rappers, you know. Yeah. Um, but obviously they don't all have to be rappers currently, you know. They have to originate from that, mm. from hip hop and rap, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously we got P Diddy and Jay Z who are more into like the business things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is Fifty Cent, but Fifty Cent is. Yeah, fifty cent exactly the same, you know. I think uh, what's the name? Russell Simmons, Run DMC, is it? Russell Simmons. Hmm. He, he was he was he in that? Was he in Run DMC or or not? But he he was like the CEO of of uh, Def Jam, I think. Oh is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Simmons. Simmons. Co-founded the hip hop label. This one. Kanye West is doing pretty well now. He's all, I think he's, he's now yeah. he's a billionaire now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Well, from the um, the brand, yeah. From the from the Yeezys, from. I don't know. It don't look like anything about his Run DMC oh, career, okay. bro. That might be his brother, brother or cousin. All I'm all I'm seeing is sexual assault allegations. Jeez. That's just everywhere, bro. Yeah. One thing about all these guys is that they all to business in it yeah i mean there's only so much money you can make from rap right yeah, yeah yeah obviously drake's doing well but drake is still fucking young you know i'd say he's in like 30 something like yeah early yeah. 30s <laughs> in it and he's like bro what 100%. let's see what he's 34 years old bro Mad. he's only 34 years old you know that's nuts um he's he's smart though man he's, he's like smashing it because Obviously, he's maxed out the music game, but he's he literally entered every genre. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. 150 mm. mil. And that's mostly for music, mm. probably. Drake a billionaire. No, bro. Far mm. from it. Quite the looks of. I mean, you can't really be a billionaire for music alone, can you? Probably not. No. Especially the way those contracts are formed. Yeah. I mean, he would have to run his own label, you know? Yeah. Like an independent one. Yeah, not one of these like sub ones. Oh right. Because right. you know, you know, when it comes to labels, there's like a really strong oligopoly, you know. Right. There's only like uh, four or five of them, you know. There's Universal Music. Music. Yeah. There's Sony. Columbia. Columbia. There's um. Warner Bros. I think they have yeah. one. Yeah. So there's only a few, and and all of these labels that these rappers run are like. Under them. Under them, you know. Okay. So the market is highly, highly, like... Yeah. Concentrated, you know. I see. Why Why do you think they choose to go under those big names? There's no other choice. What? You can't... I don't think there's any other choice. Really? Like, I think, that's at nice. least on that level, you know. Yeah. The thing is, that's a very good question. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen... Um, like, labels be completely independent, and they're always a subsidiary of 
one of the larger groups, and like I guess they must be independent labels somewhere. Like Def, like Death Row, would that be under? Death Row, I feel like it would be in you know, yeah. under one of the under one of those big names. Under under one of those big names. In 2019, Hasbro announced a four billion purchase of E1, making one making them one of the owners of Death Row Records. Okay, so Death Row is underneath. Yeah, Hasbro, you know, it's <laughs> toy company, bro. That is nuts, man. When you have that kind of power in, in the mm. industry. Death Row Records filed for bankruptcy in 2006. And was auctioned to Wide Awake Entertainment for 18 million in January 15. Mm. So what happens when you have a, a record label run by gangsters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. Shook Knight was a, he was a bully, bro. Nuts, man. Yeah. How do you how do you how is man giving someone like fucking AIDS and shit, bro? That's what man. Shook Knight? Yeah. Is it? Um, he didn't he do that to um Easy E. I think oh, what okay, he did was okay. he set him up with some girl who had AIDS or something like uh, that. I don't know. So he literally gave him like a death sentence. Death sentence, man. It's crazy. That is nuts. I hope I'm not chatting shit in him, but I'm pretty sure that's the story. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. This, that guy is insane. It's mad, like the, the things he's done, man. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of um, artists, when they talk about the owners of these record labels, like the, the top dons, the CEOs, mm-hmm. they always say that they are like, when you compare like people on the street compared to their CEOs, like it's, there's no comparison as to how like evil they are in terms of the contracts they're given and, and mm. uh, kind of what they get away with. Yep. You know, even Michael Jackson in the one one um video where he called the CEO of Sony like the devil. Even Mariah Carey was married to the CEO of Sony. I don't know his name, but she repeatedly called him the devil. Yeah, I've seen a few videos on um the contracts that these artists sign in. Yeah. Mm. The thing is they are peaking them. Mm. Um, and I think the problem is they prey on artists who are desperate, like yeah, not desperate, but like who who have little leverage mm. and a lot of talent in them. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you're basically going in there and you're using your power and your money yeah. to give the to sell them the dream in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way they structure the contract is borderline peak and yeah. because because the w- the way they structure it is yo we're gonna give you an advance yeah, right which yeah. of advance are like a million pounds or a million dollars brother yeah and then the artist will be like oh raw like mad make made a million yeah but then you read their contract yeah yeah i think you showed me the video last yeah. week and uh, what it says in the contract is this <coughs> is an advance which you have to pay back in yeah so yeah. when you this advance is to be used for the purpose of making your album mm-hmm. right and um once you start once you make an album and you make sales mm. 
the company gets paid first mm-hmm. and then you get paid afterwards and yeah 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 do you know what i mean yeah um it's insane and then they own their music for, for like forever forever yeah and very difficult to get out of that yeah um you know what they what they used to do in um hollywood mm. what movie was it i think it was harry potter Mm. Or one of these big chains, isn't it? Mm. And um, you know, a lot of actors got screwed out of a lot of money from from, that, from the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. Because the way they would do it is, you know, artists get like royalty deals, right? When they make movies, isn't it? Yeah. They were like, I will give you this much royalty from the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, on top of what we're already paying you, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a bit like equity in the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the way they would do it is they would make the artist sign a contract with basically they would make a separate entity mm-hmm. like a separate company yeah for them for that specific movie and right. then the actor's contract will be with that company right rather than sony pictures or universal pictures or whatever the actual studio is yeah it won't be with that studio it'll be with the little company they created right specifically for that movie in it yeah and then when um i think when uh, that company makes the movie yeah they have to pay tons and tons of money back to the studio contractually you know who, who would who would have to pay all that money back the the, the company you know it's just the company they created but it's ah, a it's okay. a legal thing isn't it? yeah 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 so instead of the artist having shares of the full revenue yeah um they get shares of like i don't know i guess the profit or something you know yeah, yeah yeah um but then because the company has to pay the studio bare money yeah the profit obviously is very small ah, you know, okay compared to what the, what the amount of money they actually made you know? yeah 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 you know what I mean? So they use that to kind of like screw with these actors, and it's mad, bro. It's, it's, these it's lot mad. Of sly. That's why they're like devilish, isn't it? Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like that's just pure evil. I mean, if someone works hard to put, produce some work of art, you know, he or she gets paid. Hmm. You know, but at the same time, maybe you know these companies get a lot of pressure from shareholders to max profit out, and that's it it doesn't matter who you gotta kill hmm. to get that bottom line to where it needs to be it's very possible man i wouldn't be surprised because yeah. they, they're obviously profit driven in it yeah but i guess hmm, i don't know man i guess i guess it depends how you conduct profit and i guess yeah. for them is profit is the most important thing in it and yeah. it doesn't matter yeah by any means necessary you know yeah, but i yeah. guess not every company has that strategy i mean but like when it comes to business hmm. do you think you've got to be 100 percent ruthless no country is there is there such a thing as having a conscience in business yeah i think there is and you can you can be profitable yeah for sure man i think you have to be you have to have a certain degree of like care in it yeah you know what i'm saying you can't just be moving reckless like fully yeah the thing is right 
everyone your business relies on people in it yeah and at some point if you're really really shit you're gonna piss off enough people to a point where it's gonna come and but that but that's being shit though Hmm? See, I'm talking about like just being a ruthless. But what ruthless in what sense though? What in, context would you mean ruthless? In a sense, like what that company did to the Harry Potter people. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's ruthless. Yeah. That they took all the profit. Yep. Um, like in a legal way. Uh, and they f- fucked over the the actors. Mm-hmm. That I mean, mm. you could have. You know, if you had a conscience, or the the people at top had a conscience, they would have given them their due profit. But true, like, it sounds like they did. They had zero percent conscience. Yeah, I agree with you, man. But I guess, I guess they can justify it in a way that they're taking all all the risk in it. Yeah, it's true. So they yeah, need yeah. to be rewarded more than the actors because the actors got paid anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. So this all yeah. of this extra things. Yeah. All the profit. It's like. Okay, so it's like you know, um, the other day, yeah, I was watching um a video of Elon Musk and Jay Leno, mm. and I commented on that video then, and I was like, because you know, in, in the video, they were in the cyber truck, right? They were testing it out. Right. Yeah. They drove past the SpaceX headquarters. Yeah. Um, and then they went into the you know the boring company that he owns as well. So they made a tunnel in LA. Mm-hmm. So they drove the cyber truck. In, oh, yeah, in that. that tunnel, you know. Yeah. So I was like, yo, like imagine making your own car and then driving past the space company that you own mm. and then into a tunnel that you also built, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's mad, like that's goals, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I got I had bad comments and then there was bad people like, Oh, he didn't build it, it was his employees, like mm. blah blah. Like, oh, like he just fucked over everyone and he should yeah. give his employees enough profit and yeah. share it equally, like blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. Now it's I the understand socialist rhetoric. It's the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the socialist rhetoric, you know. Yeah. Now I understand where they're coming from, right? Mm. But I don't think that's a fair argument, you know. Yeah. Because He's the one taking all the risk, right? Because yeah. you as employees, you're getting a salary, you know, mm. right? If the company is not making any money, right, for the, the person who suffers the most is the owner of the company, mm-hmm. right? Because he's still got to flipping pay you, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, he's got to pay you. He's got to make sure you lot get paid, right? Mm-hmm. So he's taking all the risk, right? You're still getting your money. So... It makes sense that if you're taking all the risk, you you get the biggest reward, right? Because why is it that that's that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, if you yeah, insurance, 100%. whoever's taking on the bigger risk will charge you more money. Why? Because they need to be sufficiently compensated for taking that higher risk, right? Yeah. That's how it works. So yeah. why should it not be like that in business? It's true. Do you know what I mean? Like. True. It doesn't make sense like if i'm paying you to do a certain job in it and i'm doing a lot of the things like mm-hmm. um i agree with giving because you know tesla right tesla gives a lot of equity to their employees in it mm-hmm. so when the stock price goes up they're obviously getting richer as well in it yeah right obviously the the funny thing is somehow all these internet warriors never seem to know about 
stock options or anything like that. For yeah, them, yeah, yeah. all they get paid is the flipping number they get paid, innit? Yeah, yeah. So if he's not in the millions like Elon Musk, he's like, yo, pay everyone more, pay everyone more. But <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're obviously getting stock options, innit? But it would make sense for Elon Musk to get paid more. And yeah. then when it comes to movies, it will be the same kind of thing, I bet, I guess, innit? So, so you think it was right that the actors did not get paid? Um, I don't. I don't think I can make that call purely because I don't know how much the actors actually got paid in it. Yeah. So I don't know how much percentage. If we're just talking about fair and unfair, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's more on the side of unfair in it. Yeah. But the thing is, it doesn't work that way. Like, mm. that's not how society works in it. Mm-hmm. It's not the job of one thing to take all the risk. Yeah. And then spread the reward with everyone else who didn't take the risk. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, no one could have known it was. There was no guarantee that it was going to be a success. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not, not to the extent that it like, was. Movie budgets are large, you know. Like yeah. they go from like 30, 40 million all the way up to like hundreds of millions, you know. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. that movie flops, who's taking the L? Is it the actors? Nah, bro. Yeah. Actors still got their whatever millions they paid the actors, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the company bank account that's feeling that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So they're taking massive risks with these movies, right? Yeah, I, and I mean to to give some more credit to the to the film directors or, or CEO, sorry. Obviously, all these actors at the beginning are absolutely unknown, mm-hmm. nobodies, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the grand scheme of things. So they don't really have any leverage to they negotiate. They don't have any leverage, hundred percent. Yeah, I guess if they were to make if they were to make more movies and then they accepted the same contract, then it's all on them, because they then then they would have had more leverage. You still accept a contract. The thing is, though, you know the way they conducted it. I don't think the people can do it. Oh, okay. Because. The to the to the um, to the lawyers, mm. um, to the lawyers, to the actors, it looks like they have a contract with X company, you know, yeah, for this much money, right? Yeah, and this much royalty, you know, yeah. But obviously, if they're not gonna know what the company's books are, how companies' books are arranged behind the scenes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to them it's just a legit contract and it is, you know, what they're doing is not illegal, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very legal. It's a subsidiary company. Yeah. They pays whatever the the agreed amount of money is. Yeah. Back to the parent company, you know, that's normal. That's how companies function. Mm. Right. So what they're doing is not illegal. It's just a very sly tactic, you know. That's see, that's the part where obviously it's ruthless, isn't it? Yeah, because they know they're deceiving the actors. Yeah, hundred percent. And they got it. They're doing it anyway. And they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Do you think you could do something like that? <sighs> That's tough, man. <laughs> I don't know, you know. The thing is, I know I move ruthless, but I don't move greedy, you know. Yeah. I guess. I guess I would. Uh, I would weigh up. I would weigh up the shares, you know. I wouldn't be like, yo, look, I'm gonna put all my all of my uh, a lot of my capital into this mm. and then if it works out i'm gonna i'm gonna earn the same amount of money as you lot are earning you know mm. you wouldn't do that i wouldn't do yeah, that yeah, because yeah. that That's, doesn't make doesn't sense, make sense no, course, do you know what yeah, i'm saying because yeah. i have a lot more to lose than you lot do you lot are still getting paid you know yeah 
Um, so I would ensure that my my returns are sufficiently worth it for me to even get into this position to make this investment, right? Yeah. Um, but I would also be like, okay, look, I've made this many returns. Now I don't need to get fully greedy in it. Yeah. Like, make good returns, but what you want to do is you want to maintain a good relationship. Yeah. With people as well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, you might not get along or whatever, you know, but still, yeah. um, you don't want to kind of mess them over as well, you know, because because mm. they put in work, yeah. they got lives as well, you know. Yeah. You give them some more money, but that's gonna mean loads to them, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I guess after a certain amount, the increase you're gonna get from an increase in a million dollars is not going to be as much as someone who's only earning a few hundred thousand and then you give mm. them an extra two three million they're going to be flipping ecstatic bro yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. Yeah. compared to you who might have already earned like 50 million from this yeah if you had 52 million you're not gonna like be like oh right mad in it yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying like 100%. to you it means a little, little bit less than it yeah so i guess at that stage i would be like look i got good money you know like spread the wealth you know 100 percent, and then you can actually sleep well at night mm. knowing that you, you know you're helping yeah. other people 100 percent, man i think you've got to be generous you know yeah generous within reason you know mm. like i think you know the socialist people take it way too far you know yeah i don't know what it is I, it's either that they're just ignoring other aspects of being a business owner you know mm. Um, like the risk you take, dedication, all the things that go with it, right? Yeah. They don't take that into consideration. They only take into consideration the monetary compensation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you should, it should be spread equally, you know. Mm. But why? If there's no an equal input, you know, why should there be an equal output? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time, the CEO, the things that a founder does for a company, none of, none of the employees are solely doing that for the company you know mm. like they do their jobs right which mm. i'm not saying are not important obviously there's no there's no company without its, its employees you know mm-hmm. but i'm talking about how much they're giving up you know because mm. sleep like sleepless nights and that exactly anything yeah. happens it's on the ceo to make sure all his employees get paid you know yeah right he's got to look after the company he's got to look after the employees yeah right like their responsibility once you have employees right their livelihood depends on yeah, you it's a lot of, it's, it's is, a lot of responsibility, lot of responsibility. like the thing is i don't think people understand that in it because yeah. uh, most ceos most people do understand that yo look all of these people depend on you right they have to pay rent yeah. right or mortgage whatever and they're gonna pay that using the money yeah. that i give them yeah if i'm slacking this month yeah right these law are also not going to get paid, innit? And yeah. they're going to be in financial difficulty as well, innit? Yeah. So, so it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So when you work through that and you make it successful, mm. it's only fair that you also reap more of the benefit, innit? Mm. I guess people just see, they just see the rewards. They just see the they rewards. They see the yachts or whatever yep. they spend their money on and think that's not fair. People yep. are dying around the world, etc., etc. Yep. And it's, it's also become, like, 
I don't know if it's cool or popular to just hate on cheaters and hundred um, percent, man. You know I, I mean? think the culture online, at least, is becoming yeah. very toxic for the community. Extremely toxic. Um, and against rich people in general, you know. Yeah. I think they they receive a lot of hate online. Yeah. Um, and it's I th- I don't know what it is, man. Sometimes I guess I understand. The way some of them behave in it, but most people don't act like that. Like, yeah, it's it's like it makes me think about the Michael Jordan documentary, in a sense that once he got to a certain level, mm-hmm. people just start to put expectations on him as to how he should act. Like you are at this level and you have to act like this, even though he's just good at a sport. And like, why does he have to then automatically be a role model? Why does he have mm. to act the same way? Same with the CEOs. Because they have all that money, maybe people expect them to not be outrageous with their spending. Mm. Even though like they should be able to do whatever they want. Like if yep. they worked, they should just spend it mm-hmm. however they want. I don't know, it's me. That's what yeah. that's that's how I think about it. No, it's true man. Why do you think that is though? Do you think it's because do you think um, like jealousy comes yeah. into it? Yeah, I think so. It must be. Do you reckon? Like you, you can feel it in your in yourself. Like when you see someone with an expensive car or whatever, there's that part of you that feels envious and like I want that. And it depends how like some people might be motivated. Like hmm. you know, I want to find out how he made that money hmm. and also replicate that. But the other side of that is you kind of lean to the side of oh that's not fair. I should have that. This guy's a prick. <laughs> you know, there's, there's yeah, like two sides yeah, of it, yeah. you know what I mean? I hear you. So I think it, a lot of people are leaning towards that side of hate and like, mm-hmm. it's unfair that they have that and I, I don't have it. I think so. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. I think you see a lot of that online, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, um, there's always someone who tweets this kind of shit and they're always yeah, yeah. like... Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but you know when there was things going on, you know, and you know some of the celebs were donating money. Yeah. And then they were donating, like, significant amounts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking really large amounts, right? People, most people, most amounts most people wouldn't even earn in ages, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then people were like, oh, you're worth a hundred million, but you only donated two million. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, bad greedy. Like, bro, it's 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 two million dollars, isn't it? Like, yeah. Excuse me, like, what the hell, bruv? Like, do you want them to donate everything? Like, that's, that's like, okay, so if you're earning two grand a month, yeah, and you only donated five pounds, why? Why are you only donating five yeah, pounds? Yeah, donate yeah, two yeah, grand, yeah, exactly. innit? Donate everything you have, bruv. And then, <laughs> if you look at those people complaining, they don't de- donate anything. They don't donate anything, exactly. And it's, it's just like, like, I don't understand your logic, innit? Like, how are you, how are you doing this? If, like, if I was someone like Jeff Bezos, bruv, Oh, the amount of tweets I see about him, man, it's mad. It's like, there's always someone in it. And you know what the problem with me is? Or the problem, not the problem, but the thing that doesn't sit right with me is a lot of times it's these people who are, like, verified and stuff on Twitter as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, So these are obviously fairly influential people. Yeah. Or in, in their niche or whatever they're in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man, I don't, I think it just creates a really toxic culture, you know? Around Both. entrepreneurship and yeah. running a business and stuff, you know. Yeah. Because if you think about business itself, right? Mm. 
most of the time these people dedicate their whole lives to these things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's I I don't know, but do you reckon if you if you've never run a business before, do you reckon you could emulate accurately in your mind how difficult it actually is to run a business? I don't think so, to be honest. Um, it's it's hard to imagine. You you probably hear like you know how many hours it takes, but to actually put in that kind of work for like a week, you have to do it. To, I think to 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 properly understand. Mm. Otherwise, people just take it for granted. Like mm. you know, like like you, like Jeff Bezos. Obviously, he's the richest man in the world, but it's because one obviously put hundreds of hours in into amazon and mm. then obviously he solved a very very big problem to begin with mm-hmm. you know it wasn't luck that he got to where he is yep it's unbelievable hard work yeah 100 percent, man like it yeah. takes it takes so much time and effort to yeah. do it right like uh, and then i think things like that are just Toxified, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, and it's it's anti-productive. It is very anti-productive. All you're doing is criticizing what that man is doing with his money, but you're not like he, he's yeah, he's not you're not adding anything to society. Mm-hmm. He's obviously like everyone uses Amazon. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, some people every day, you know. So like he's actually adding to society, but people that are criticizing and complaining, they just want their money to be spread help other people but they're not actually mm. adding anything mm-hmm. to society so it's just like absolutely anti-productive leeches <laughs> leeches okay so let me let me provide you a an interesting point there yeah um one sec I mean to say cod would be oh is it Okay, so you know, um, you know, last podcast episode, yeah, I told you about this guy called Gordon Bancroft, and then he travels extensively in like mm. Eastern Europe and that, yeah. Now he's been to a lot of countries mm-hmm. in Eastern Europe and Russia, yeah, and the former Soviet Union, you know, yeah. When he was asking people. Was it good in Soviet times? All of them said, yeah. Mm, mm. And the thing is, and when you ask them, okay, when did it go bad? And they were all like, when um, um, Gorbachev came into power. And obviously that's when he changed things up, you know. Right. From like communism more to like capitalist type. Yeah. Open, open it uh, up okay, basically. Yeah, like yeah. Gorbachev started making changes, you know. Yeah, like yeah, Stalin, yeah. Lenin, all of those were strict, like communist type people, you know. Whereas yeah. Gorbachev, like, obviously a bit more, I don't know, capitalist, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was like, when that happened, that was, that's when everything went bad, you know. Mm. Back in Soviet Union times, they were like, it was sick. Yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. was affordable. Yeah. Living yeah. was great. Everyone was happy. We had everyone from the neighboring countries, like 
friends with each other it was chill yeah, yeah but yeah. since that happened all the countries have split apart now yeah, yeah they're all in a lot of poverty like development has pretty much stunted yeah yeah, yeah. the economy's doing shit there's bare corruption like blah 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 right mm-hmm. every living's become really expensive for most people everyone's in poverty you know yeah yeah so what would you what would you say about that then well, like that i actually have read about that before um it's like when when they changed from communism to capitalism, like they completely took off all the guardrails. Like it was just open season, and mm-hmm. what happens is people obviously took power very quickly. Some a few elites, like the the now oligarchs, mm-hmm. took all the industries. Um, I think maybe they were even they were even handed to them. Like yep. And so, like, that's obviously the the nasty side of capitalism, where it was unequally shared out. It wasn't given, yep. you know, it's, it's, it wasn't given out in the right way. It's not really true capitalism, though, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's just a few elites that own everything. But that's why it's got, I think it's got to be like a mix. Hmm. Like, you've got to have a few industries that are maybe run by the government, state-owned. Mm-hmm. And then there's got to be some regulation for industries you know that are that can be privately owned yeah but um, what about when um or when before gorbachev though yeah they were communists right yeah but they were all happy that time though the I mean, people yeah. so then why would you bring about private industries yeah, why yeah, would you yeah. not just go with full communism well that's i mean again like i remember it was actually milton friedman some some of them done from america were looking at russia like this is this is a gold mine that hasn't been touched yet. Mm-hmm. So they were preying on Russia, like trying to open it up for the rest of the world to take to take money out. But mm-hmm. from a country's perspective, like from the like, if they're happy, like they're happy, you know, like leave them alone. If that, yeah. if, they, if the people are genuinely happy under that kind of system, then um, yeah, there obviously isn't gonna be, I think, a lot of innovation yep. in societies like that, but. I mean, if people are happy, you know, I say more power to them, like, do, you know, the Do you not think so? Do you not think there would be a lot of innovation? Like, I mean... Or do you think it depends on where the innovation is? Um, in my head, the, w- the way I see it is, communism is, like, where, I guess, it's equal pay and, and things like everything's shared out, right? Mm-hmm. I think in, in them societies, there isn't as much incentive to produce something that, in, well, in my head, there in theory, be, yeah. Yeah, in theory, yep. to create something like a lot of people would be incentivized if they're going to get paid big, big bucks to innovate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in my head, in theory, there would be less innovation. But mm-hmm. what, what do you think? I don't know, you know, I guess it depends because, you know, during that time, the um, the innovation in the military te- tech they were quite on it you know how is it um i think this guy the guy i was talking about he went the other day yeah and he found like a he went to get like a plane um that that they built back in the day and it was a plane that was meant to fly just above the surface uh, okay of the of the of the thing yeah and um, 
So because it was flying so low, it wouldn't come come under. Oh, it wouldn't right. be radar detected, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's crazy, man. Like obviously, it never caught on, right? But yeah. it was it's mad, like. So there was innovation. There was innovation, but mm. that's the thing because they were kind of at war, innit? I guess. Ah, okay. Did Did you think they had a bigger budget? Or just. Uh, what do you mean? Because they were at war, or just in general? Because obviously, if you're at war, you're gonna innovate bare money and. Yeah. In military tech, right? Yeah. Shall we um look at that question? That oh request? yeah, yeah. Go on, let's do that. Let's do that. That's an interesting question. Okay, so we got a question from a potential listener. Does any human being ever feel content, no matter how much they achieve? And if they want to achieve more, is it from their ego or they just have big aspirations in life? Mm. So yeah, as as I said, like that book that I'm reading, twelve twelve rules for life. Um, mm-hmm. It talks about man um, always having the desire to achieve, to improve. Like there's always that desire to to go forward. Otherwise, if you if you're standing still, nothing will change. Like. Part of the meaning for life is to always improve, mm-hmm. progress. I don't think man can ever be, or people can ever be fulfilled truly. Mm-hmm. We once we stop, like that's it. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's an ego thing. To be honest, I think it's just inherent. Otherwise, we will never put in this far. What do you think? I think I think it's true, man. Um, but if we, the thing is, okay, should we should we break the question down into the first and second part? Yeah. Yeah. So, you said everyone kind of strives to achieve something, right? Mm. Hmm. So then, if that's what you think, do you think that it's not possible for someone to be content? Then. Oh uh, yeah, I think you can be content, of course, and that's a, I think a good place to be. Okay. Do you think it's possible to do that though? To be content. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I guess it depends on on what you what you need or what you think you need. Like some people could be happy with the basics of life, but still want to achieve things. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. some people want expensive clothes and they're not happy with anything else, and some people will just like have normal clothes and still want to do well. Mm-hmm. In their endeavors. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Mm. What's your what's your take on that? I don't know if it's possible to be like. But okay, so do you not think if you're content, right? Mm. You might not have that drive that it mm. takes to actually to go further. Go further, exactly. Yeah. Do you think that's the case or do you think it's possible to have both? I think I definitely see where you're where you're going. Um, it's possible even I think about that a lot actually. Because mm. I don't really want a lot of personal possessions and mm-hmm. things like that. And at times I do think if you have a strong desire to acquire more things, that could also help your drive. So I don't know. If, uh, it's definitely a battle. I think. Yeah. If you're more content, then maybe you'll have 
less of a drive to to choose. Choose, yeah. What do you What do you think? I think I agree with you, Ronald. Mm. Because if we look at how humans work, we kind of respond a lot more to pain and mm. um, or like that kind of stimulation. And we're always trying to avoid pain, move away from pain, which yeah, is kind yeah. of normal or pain or risk or risk which basically causes pain and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if that's the case if you're content I guess you might not have that urgency you know yeah um, and if do you think that would affect growth though if you are content yeah potentially potentially again going back to the fact that you probably wouldn't have as much urgency mm. um, but it is a kind of a question of that do you want to be like fulfilled? Do you know? Do you know what I mean like? Do you want? Do you actually want to get to that goal where you're done? Hmm. It depends, though. Do you not think it's where you set your goal yeah. to be fulfilled? Because I could be like, okay, look, I'm happy exactly how I am right now. Yeah. And that's how I want to stay forever. Yeah. Then that means you. Just achieved your goal already. Well, you might as well die then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, you think you should always be striving towards something? Yes, uh, and the reason I say that is also because of what people say mm. that have achieved their goals. Like everyone, like Tyson Fury, like mm-hmm. the reason why he wanted to commit suicide is because mm-hmm. his whole life he wanted to be world champion. Mm-hmm. And once he got that, he was like, "Is this it? Am I done? My my reason for living is like is gone." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he wanted to come. And then a lot of people say that as well. Like, the fun part is the climb, mm-hmm. not reaching the point. Mm-hmm. You know, once you reach the sure. point, what do you do? Okay. You've got to find um, another peak. Yeah, I get you, but. What if I say, where all of those examples you gave are people who have achieved something in it? Yeah. And what about people, like average people, yeah. who are not achieving great things like them yeah, as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Do you think that is as much, as, as, do you think that has as much impact on them mm. compared to someone who's already been to the top? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas these people, most people, average people, yeah. haven't been to the top. Yeah. Right. So do you think they fall just as hard if they have never went up there? Um. If I mean, if they have something in mind that they want to achieve and they achieve it, but just not on the same scale. Um, okay. Then I think they probably would feel something similar, but just not to that length. That that intensity sorry mm-hmm. but I think most <laughs> average people man says length you know <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't fall as much um, but I think most people in my opinion don't have that that thing that they're aiming for do you know what I mean like yep. they don't have a goal yeah they don't have okay. that goal you know bold has the weight of whatever yep. something most people do you think your goal changes over time or does your goal stay the same? Uh, I think it changes over time. Is it? Yeah. How how frequently would you say though? For me or? 
in general okay because think about it this way right how do you view goals like if you say look if your goal changes very very frequently mm. that means you're not serious in it yeah, yeah. right <laughs> um so where do you draw that line between if your goal changes this frequently then yeah. you're just not serious yeah you're just going uh, with the wind you're just going with the wind yeah. and determining differentiating that from to a, a time when you actually should or like when is a normal period to change a goal and that's just due to growth and stuff rather than just you just being a bit wobbly in it <laughs> i think uh you should change your goals once you've reached them okay um interesting once you've reached them and like your goal should be obviously something important to you and then reach it okay. unless something massive happens where you can't achieve that goal anymore mm-hmm. so firstly you gotta spend time to actually create a worthwhile pursuit mm-hmm and then you go for it and once you reach it you know make a new one if it's just any goal like i guess it doesn't if it's not something you actually feel comfortable then it doesn't even matter if you reach it or not mm. but still you got obviously a goal is something you aim for so but okay what do you think hmm. i think it's difficult to say mm. because How do you, okay, the thing is, you know why it's difficult to say? Because mm. I feel like most people, including myself, really struggle to find my goal. Yeah, right? yeah, so true. Um, because it, it's like, how do you define your goal, right? Mm. Do you want to be really, really specific? Yeah. Or do you want to be a more general or more general life goal? Yeah. Where it's like, okay oh, I want to be successful, I want to be rich, I want to be worth this much. Yeah. Do your goals need to be like that? Or do your goals need to be, oh, I need to, I want to be the best, like, this, in this specific industry, yeah. right? Which are two completely different goals, right? Yeah, yeah. But what kind of thing should you aim for? Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's a good question, to be honest. Um, I think it's got, I'm, I'm judging, on, I'm basing this answer on, on myself. I think it should be, a bit of both you should have monetary value in mind but mm-hmm. also to actually improve at something you got to pick choose a goal based on getting better better at something or to create something uh, as opposed to I just want to be successful like what, what does that mm. mean okay you got to na- like narrow it down what do you want to be successful at okay um, and then you can, you can aim for that. So how much of your motivation should come from monetary gains, do you think? Um, if you gave it a percentage out of 100, how would you split it? I think... So one's monetary and... and, and the other one's more... Interest, let's say. Interest, hobby, passion, etc. I mean, you could have other things in there, yeah. like you know like feelings of prestige and status and all that as well which do play a factor in in humans decisions right yeah but let's keep it simple and money and in money and passion that's it two things i I would say probably something like 50 50 50 50 yeah Yeah, okay interesting i think you gotta be money conscious because money 50 is 
a lot more than conscious, you know. Fifty percent. <laughs> that's a significant chunk of your thoughts. Right? I mean, it's because I mean, if you're just obviously some people, I guess maybe it's a personal thing, but some people mm. just wanna, I don't know, have some moral goals like just to help people or whatever. But personally, like you gotta have money. So what you're doing is got pay in one mm-hmm. way or another. Otherwise, it's, I ain't living no life. I'm, just, I'm struggling. In it. I don't want to be struggling and helping people. I need to be <laughs> <laughs> living good and helping people. Yep. You know, what do you, what, what do you think? What a split. I think I, I agree with you. I don't know about 50-50. Actually, I think the thing is, right, if, if, if we split it 50-50, what that means is even when you take a step back and you're deciding whether you want to pursue a business idea or not yeah 50% of that decision is going to be based on money yeah now do you think that's a really high percentage like personally a, I don't think a so. part of your huh personally I don't think so but you don't you think that's a high percentage you think that's too high um I think a lot of entrepreneurs would argue that it's too high okay because generally if you go with the intention of it's the same thing as Jobo we were talking about earlier where we were talking about police officers yeah right if you're going to choose a career and well, would you really want to how how like there needs to be a certain amount of money that yeah you need to you need to value money a certain amount yeah, yeah. for it to have a significant impact in your decision yeah. right yeah so when it comes to business, do you think it should still be 50-50 or do you think, you know what, because you're doing business, which uh, in some ways is more difficult, yeah. right? Um, you know, arguably more difficult, I guess. Yeah. If you want to be nice to all the workers as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice PC answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if that's the case, do you think you should uh, place a lot more emphasis on your passion rather than the money or at least mm. have more emphasis on passion than money i think that's a really good um kind of train of thought i think probably maybe there's a cap to how much money should be like on your mind terms after you've reached a certain number it becomes less important how much money you're making and more important about the passion like at the beginning for me, mm-hmm. like it'd be about securing the basic needs, mm-hmm. and then a few levels above okay. that as well, and then I can start worrying more, thinking more about um, the passion, the skills, the interests, serving the people, you know, you know, maximizing the pool okay. or whatever. I've got a good counter to your point. Oh, okay, go on. Okay, so if you're saying, listen, I want to focus on money in the beginning yeah. and passion afterwards. Right. My counter to that is Do you not think Your passion in the beginning Is what will actually determine Whether your business earns money or not um, Probably Because what you said was Look after the people and all yeah. of that right Yeah. But when you do that in the beginning That's when you actually start earning money Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean so do you not think passion comes first rather than money yeah, and then yeah, maybe you can focus true, on yeah. money at a later date yeah 
that, mm. is, that is very true. I so what do you think? Do you yeah. still have the same thoughts? I would, yeah, no, you're you're right. I would put money less, a bit less down, mm. and more on the interest. And especially because, or well, the money then becomes later anyway. Um, exactly. That's the reason I said it, right? Yeah. Because if your goal from early on in the business is I want I need to make money. We're not talking about like revenue goals and all that, right? Mm. That's the whole point of a business. We're talking about a more moral, like personal type goals. Mm-hmm. If from the beginning it's like to make money and it's not for the passion, yeah. I don't think you will survive, man. Yeah. Because in the early days, you're not going to be making money. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, Most yeah. of the time, you're not going to be making that much money. Yeah. At least a few years in, right? General, yeah. normal businesses. We're not mm. talking like some crazy lucky ones in it mm-hmm. so if your goal in that time or throughout that time is money you're going to be like allow this yeah 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 yeah. you're going to be disappointed constantly in it whereas if your goal is passion you might be more process driven right yeah you might be like I'm doing what I love um, so you might be more more inclined to you alright hello yeah, 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 we're all good. Yeah, what's up? You're in a podcast here, right? <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to get involved? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, alright, right. Tell us some stories next time. Yeah, alright, man. Cool. Police number two. Police number two, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this area is hot, man. Isn't it? I wonder what kind of crime goes on here for you to such <laughs> significant presence in it. Yeah. He's got, he's got crime to fight. Mm, trust. Good luck. I think uh, City Police just came and uh, interrupted the podcast. Mm. Do you think the police serve the people or the state? The state. Yeah. 100%. You serve, it pays you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're doing a job, they're getting paid to do a job. Yeah. And police are not there for the people. Police mm. are there to enforce the laws of the state, mm. right? I mean, yeah. some police people might have that interest to protect the people as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it comes secondary a lot of times, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because at the end of the day they're doing the job and they're the enforcers you know how we were discussing the ma- mafia yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah so the police are basically the gangsters isn't it? Yeah, in, yeah. in the in the legit world yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's their job yeah yeah so i don't i don't think i would trust a police officer to advise me what's best for me you know mm. i don't think they represent me i don't think they're on my side they're yeah, more yeah. on the side side of the state yeah yeah what do you think? No, I completely agree. Uh, like you said, you know, the people that pay them is, is who they protect, and that is the, the state. So, and, and I guess, I'm going to say black and brown people know this more than, than white people. Mm-hmm. Hence why we don't call the police too much. That's true, man. 
I think the thing is though, their processes are hella dumb as well. A lot of police. times, yeah, police. They just don't make sense, and they're mm. very stupid in a way. Mm. But like, it probably, probably makes sense in terms of protecting the state, whatever they do. But also the government, so they're gonna be stupid anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, police serve a good purpose, in it, but just like anything, they're bound to be corrupted at, at some yeah. level as well, right? Hundred percent. And then right. you add to that other social tensions in today's society, like like the deep split between between the left and right. You have you have the people, you have the racial tensions as well, mm. which has basically got. Um, a whole generation of people yeah being against the state and the police you know yeah which is obviously there's a reason why that's happening mm-hmm. but i'm saying it does make their do- job yeah 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 kind of yeah. difficult in it and it does make them a bit more divisive than they normally would be yeah well having said that if you look at history hmm. the, i mean it was a lot more clear cut who they were protecting in terms of the discrimination <laughs> that yeah it's a, you know that's like true. 20 30 years ago yeah but so i think even then you know what it was mm. uh, i don't mean it like that I, mm. the way i mean it is you know back in the day right i don't know what it was like here because yeah. i didn't grow up here yeah but generally you would assume the police's job is to protect people right right um like the public, you know, yeah. serve serve the public basically. Yeah. Public servants, they call them in the US, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So back then, I guess it might have been like that. I don't know, but mm. what from what I'm thinking, it it might have been like that. Mm-hmm. And then the the public treated the police accordingly, you know. Mm. Like they saw them as like, oh look, it's a policeman, like. Mm-hmm know this person is here to protect me like i can feel safe now mm-hmm. right yeah but i feel like because of all all of these various events and tensions and stuff yeah police are much more divisive than they were before yeah because now there is a questioning within the public me included mm. which things okay look if i see a police officer i don't i do not feel safer because there's a police officer here yeah because i i cannot trust them mm-hmm. to do what's in my safety yeah yeah right just from what i've seen and what i've like you know generally experienced mm. um do you know what i mean yeah so yeah, that yeah. that division between whether the whether you think police is your friend or your enemy mm is a lot deeper now than it might have been back in the day when it was mostly only the criminals or people doing shady things mm. that would have a bad relationship with the police whereas normal people would be like oh yeah like friendly policeman no no I, I think it well i think it depends though what time you're talking about but also like because I, I, I don't I mean I for was, white people uh, okay i, I was gonna for, say no no i don't yeah, mean for all uh, races in it no 100 percent not man no, that, that makes a lot of all sense all race uh, everywhere i think it was like that as well i guess because there was a, a common kind of enemy as well yeah it was like the white people wanted to treat others like shit yeah and the police also wanted to treat others like shit yeah they could the white p the police could look after the white people and they could just treat yeah, others yeah. like shit yeah yeah 100 no, percent it was quite clear back then. Yep. 
and it was accepted as well back then. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. that was just normal behavior. Yeah. Um, I don't mean for everyone. You know, no, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean just for like. But you know, it's even actually it was even it was more of a uh, a class system as well because like mm. the poorer white people probably were discriminated more than the middle and upper class white people. It's possible, man. I would not be surprised. Yeah. I think society always has a way of dividing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever means necessary. Yeah. They'll always kind of divide somehow. Do you think it's ever possible to not? To have a united society? Yeah. It depends how you define it, to be honest. Um, you can have a tyrannical society, which can come across as united because everyone has to literally do what they're told. Yeah. So in that sense, they are united. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whatever that guy tells them to do, they will do. Yeah. But are they mentally united? No, yeah. obviously not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're treated the same. Yeah. But not. I yeah. wouldn't. I don't think it's possible to be mentally united. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. There's always something that people will differentiate between them themselves. Yep. their group and another group yep i think just because we're so unique right yeah this is not possible for all of us to think the same way yeah um that's why i feel you know what it's it's impossible oh you know you know i made a video the other day right oh uh, yeah i haven't seen it yet yeah it's what about it? um it was about advice on how to trash <laughs> very good good advice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so one of, one of the things in that was there's always going to be people who think differently to you. Yeah. Right? Because if you think about it, there's nothing in the world which has 100% agreement. No. Right? No. There's no religion which has every single person believing in its in its in the religion, right? Mm. There are numerous religions. Yeah. Right? There's no company which is universally loved. Yeah. Right? There's always variations. People like different things, right? Mm. So I literally do not think it's possible for everyone to think the same way. No. At least not mentally. No. And uh, voluntarily. And you don't even want you don't even want that anyway. Do you know what I mean? You don't want that. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't want I mean depends how you look at it. If you're if you're a tyrant then you yeah. might want that, you know. <laughs> um, as long as it's not uh, violent the thoughts that you're having and your acts then mm. it's, it's it, like you need to have different opinions um, to to progress you need to see, you need I mm. need you to have a different opinion than me otherwise you're just thinking the same like if you have a different perspective then it will expand people's thoughts that's true but I don't know if most people think that way. No, definitely not today as well. Like, it's if you don't think the same as me, mm. you are the enemy. You are, yeah. Yep. The thing is, though, you know, it is definitely in the best interest of the government to have yeah. people think the same way. Yeah. Right? Well, it's fine on that. Because, yeah. I mean, in a way, you know what? That's what news does in my opinion because mm. their job is to polarize everyone 
Yeah. Now yeah, the thing yeah, is, right? 100%. This is just my theory and mm. it doesn't have any like I haven't I don't think I've heard it anywhere, so it's not like scientifically proven or anything. This is what I think, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if you're the government, right? It's much easier for you to have a large groups of people who think the same way mm-hmm. compared to a large number of groups of smaller amounts of people who think the same way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Wait, so it's it's easy it's easier to it's, have it's better for oh, you. Better. It's better for you to have let's say three three groups of people mm. of very of so three so the whole population split into three separate beliefs yeah it's much better to have that yeah than to have the whole population split up into a thousand different beliefs yeah and the number of people believing in that thing is really small mm-hmm. right yeah. the reason why i think that is if you want to you want to control a population right yeah if you have large groups of people who believe the same thing Mm-hmm. you know how to target a large group of people right yeah whereas if they all believe different things yeah it makes it very hard for yeah. you to control appeal to everyone it's like marketing right yeah 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 Do you know what i mean so yeah, as yeah. specific as you can get is 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 good for you right yeah so it it's, it works in the best interest of the government to be extremely divisive mm-hmm. but divisive in a way where you only have a limited number of options Mm-hmm. So the way people generally try to post this narrative is or oh, you're either right wing or left wing right yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to dumb down that thing to just two yeah you either you're either tory or you're you're labor you know, yeah. so i'm saying there's no like nothing else obviously there are in the middle yeah but people always talk about the two extremes you know yeah 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 right and then yeah. this is the thing with loads of other things right yeah so you want to be extremely divisive and mm. that way you get to manipulate a large group of people when you yeah. need to do that yeah yeah that's what i think and what do you think about that thing about being um, divisive i think uh, that's definitely what they do you know to pin this group against that group like you said with the the labors and the tories and the brexit mm. and the remainers um, it definitely looks like their purpose is to divide and they they do it very well mm. um, what do you think their end goal is with with that i would guess any any government's end goal is to have power right yeah because there's there's uh, what what else could government really want because mm. if they have the power they can earn money like you know now I I literally see government as a business right yeah yeah I do not see it as anything else yeah I just see government as a profit driven business yeah whose sole job is as maintainers of society and the country yeah right that's yeah. how I see government so if we look at it like that their job is to main, maintain control of society yeah cuz that's literally the pro- their product their yeah, service yeah. right like we are the product that's their service right yeah um do you think do you think they're you know if you see them as a business do you think they're running a, you know, a good business i don't think so no way Lot, lots of corruption you know yeah um that's the thing um because governments have so much power yeah there is limited 
there is limited incentive for you to uh, operate efficiently because mm-hmm. you realistically cannot go out of business. Right, as as a government. Yeah, as a government. Yeah. I mean, you can, but y- do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't go... I guess you can go bankrupt as a country as well. But do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, a lot more yeah. safety net for you yeah. than it is for a normal private business who can yeah. literally just disappear, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they could since just... Since you control the treasury, they, right? Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? So they can just print another it, 10 billion. Yeah. <laughs> if they need to, yeah. And they can like, write off there and like all that, all those things, right? They have the ability yeah. to do that. Yeah. But they can, I mean, obviously they've been doing that for a long time now, yep. but there is, there is a cost to that. There is, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing, right? Because there's not that danger to them, at least I feel that way. Not as much as a private company. No, they're no, not. No. They're not running as efficiently no. as they could be. Yeah. Um. Because and I think a lot a lot of that is to do with the way Parliament works as well. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Parliament works, um, under different like uh, you know, sectors like the health department, whatever, mm. the transport department, etc. Yeah. etc. Et they get budgets from the government, right? Yeah. But the way they work is their their incentive is to get the largest amount of money. To yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they're incentivized by money to get the largest, more money, right? Yeah. So what that does is it then do- makes them spend recklessly, yeah, 100%. to warrant an increase in their budget. Yeah. Right. So that's that's it's it's really not an efficient system, right? Because yeah. the people who who are getting the government budgets, mm. so governments m- people make up government spending. Mm. Their incentive is to earn as money as possible. Possible. Mm. So then, how are you planning on um, running a country efficiently if mm. there's no incentive for them to behave efficiently, right? Yeah, I learned this in university, in because I did business, government, and politics, and all that. Right, right. Um, and it's really peak. So if you look at generally, you know, when it comes to just around. Uh, when new budgets are announced, yeah, yeah, you'll see road workers go up everywhere, <laughs> literally, yeah, year round, there won't be yeah. nothing, yeah, literally, just before when the budget's about to come yeah, up, yeah, you see road works literally around every street corner, you know, yeah, better yeah, road yeah. works. Why? Because they want to spend all of that budget and they're like, oh, look, we spent all the money, we need a it's we need the same as last year and like a, an increase of 10% or whatever, right? 100%. I actually have first-hand experience of that because when I was working at uh, local government, like, the head of service would tell me, like, they have to spend their budget and more, otherwise their budget goes down. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. literally are incentivized to spend as much as possible, as which doesn't... It would make sense. Yeah. Like, it's not how you efficiently <laughs> run, like... Yeah. So, th- that's the thing, man. I think that's, that's the, the life cycle of successful countries, like... At the beginning, they are very efficient mm. and productive. They're exporting mm-hmm. whatever they're doing and doing it well. And when they make a lot of money, the government grows. They start to socialize and spend that money on the people. And the healthcare goes up and then this goes up. And the government gets bigger and bigger to the point where they become inefficient, like mm. America right now. Yep. Massively inefficient. Yep. China have overtaken. And uh, they're probably going to keep dipping unless they start to become more efficient 
but the government really yeah. is, is too big already. Absolutely, man. I think the decision-making process is so long, you know. Which yeah. Is the, this is the thing with America, and it's the thing with most large companies as well. Yeah. Because there's so many levels of bureaucracy in the decision-making process, it makes yeah. them really, really unagile, you know, like yeah, really yeah, not yeah. adaptable to changes in the market. Yeah. And as if you're a country... The government's business is your country, right? Yeah. So they need to look at the market and adapt accordingly just as much as any business needs to. Yeah, yeah. But when you're big and large, it makes it really difficult, I know. Like, it makes me think about, even though it's slightly related but unrelated, but central banks mm -hmm. and how big they've gotten since every crisis, like, all the banks disappearing and the... Central banks get larger, mm -hmm. but then they, they become more inefficient as time goes on. I don't know why I'm, I'm going onto that side. But yeah, I think I think it's really difficult to maintain efficiency at scale. Mm. Coca-Cola is not the world, Coca-Cola. Okay, you know what, Coca-Cola. You have to really give it yeah. to Coca-Cola because they run well. Mm. They are on well. It's a well-oiled machine. It is a well-oiled machine. You know what? Coca-Cola is actually a really good case study for business. Yeah. Yeah. Because realistically, right? Now, the, this is the thing with Coca-Cola. You know, this is what I rate about Coca-Cola. You know how when you're starting a business, it's like, oh, you know what? Your business, you wanna, you never know if your idea is good enough to be a billion pound idea right mm. but then if you think about how coke started yeah. they started with one flavored sugar drink yeah. that's <laughs> it that was their only product yeah, yeah, yeah for years and years and years that was literally their only product yeah and they're still here 200 years later dominating the market it doesn't almost doesn't make sense that's crazy man like that's absolutely crazy like do you, do you think because, I mean, there's, if you think about it, there's nothing really that special about Coke in, in in a sense that it's not like some magic health healthy drink that... No, it's not. It tastes you know, buff, though. I cannot yeah, lie. It, ta it tastes <laughs> it good. Tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is it that that's survived 200 years? Marketing. Marketing. I think it's marketing. Yeah. They're marketing geniuses, right? So do you think if any product just has mad marketing they can survive mm, no I think there has to be some merit to the product as well it's got to be a good product it has to be a good product because have you heard of um, Quibi no oh you need to hear this story bro Quibi Quibi yeah no, I never heard so this this is very recent story this is a 2020 story yeah yeah Quibi was a startup and what they wanted to do was capitalise on the online video streaming market mm. so they wanted to compete with youtube but slightly differently yeah yeah they wanted to compete with youtube but what their difference was they're gonna make 10 minute short clips on their platform yeah but these are really high production value things you know right so with big actors and stuff like that yeah for 10 minutes an episode mm -hmm. that was their plan mm -hmm. you know how much they raised in funding 10 million 10 million 
Two billion. Two billion dollars. And it hasn't even. And it hasn't. Well, obviously. Is is there been it? Could be shutting down after raising one point seven five billion. Wow. So this is the thing, right? Quibi is a good case study, and then mm. everyone jumped on it, right? Mm. Because Quibi got money from a lot of places: Walt Disney, Twenty One Century Fox, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Time Warner, mm. Viacom, E One, Lionsgate, MGM. Right, all the literally big. all all the big players, right? Yeah. Invested in Quibi, and then the the two people, the founders. One of them was. They're both r- really prominent people, innit? Like right. The okay. founders of uh, Quibi. Yeah. Like they were really well respected, innit? So this right. is one guy, Jeffrey yeah. Katzenberg. Yeah. Um. He was. He's. I think he's a really big director or something. Yeah. Film producer. That's it. He's an American film producer. Uh, Epstein. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's an American film producer for his, <laughs> and he was a chairman of Walt Disney Studios, etc. etc. Well known in the film industry, right? Mm. The other person is a is the lady I think, um, who took PayPal from what it was and made it to what it is today. Right. Meg Whitman, that's her name. Yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. She's um. Was it PayPal? It was she was a board member of Procter and Gamble and Dropbox? Whitman was previously president of PHP Enterprise. Mm. So you know the computer company, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Meg Whitman is best known for taking eBay. Sorry, it wasn't PayPal. It was eBay mm-hmm. from five point seven million to eight billion. Jeez. Yeah. So these are very like well-known, proven founders, right? Yeah. Literally within months. Shut down. I wonder if they take take a big paycheck. Maybe who knows, but that's the thing, right? And they had tons. You know, they they paid, uh, they they spent tons on marketing, right? Ah, they created right. their own content for their own platform. Yeah. It wasn't user generated like YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to pay money to these actors, big yeah. actors as well. Like these aren't like. Like they're not like accents. no names these are like well-known actors right, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, yeah they had a super bowl ad as well like wow do you know what i'm saying so they spent tons on marketing but their thing still failed right you know what i mean yeah. so i don't think marketing can save a bad product you know it's gotta be it's gotta have it's some good. merit to the product 100 you know? like so coke actually tastes like so amazing and, and also at the time there wasn't obviously coke no. yep. thing. Yep. do you think if you had like, does it have to be basically like an all-star product, or do you think you can have a good product with amazing marketing? I think you can have a good product with amazing marketing, and it will do well. It will do well. So, got to focus more on marketing. Then. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, your product needs to be good, in it. Yeah. But I feel like. Your product could be the most amazing product, but without marketing, no one's gonna know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if that's the case, right, then mm. it doesn't matter if if you have the next best thing uh, since sliced bread, in it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter, like no one knows about it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess marketing plays a huge role. Yeah. Um, 
but that that's the thing you know when when you say it like that people tend to think okay so your product doesn't matter as much as the marketing yeah. no it does yeah right but generally people tend to undervalue the marketing they think okay let me create an amazing product and people will just come in and mm. that's not the case it's mm-hmm. not really how it works in most cases at least if you want like a fast high growth company mm-hmm. you're gonna have to spend a ton on marketing and there's literally no other way yeah 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 i see very important so i guess with with coca-cola though it was a, a perfect match of marketing and a fantastic product yeah yeah 100 percent, man i mean i think it's their marketing the thing is you know coke is the one who made santa red right they made what? They, you know Santa Claus is red, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, it's yeah. because of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Can you imagine that, bro? They changed literally a cultural icon forever. I like, don't think... Was was there even a Santa Claus before them? There must be, but I swear he was like green or something. Oh, okay. I think they made him red one time to advertise Coke's red. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they just mocked the hell out of it. The Santa just became red, and That's so the mad, game. They changed the game. But here's one thing, again back to ruthlessness mm. they um they put their products in a lot of underdeveloped countries yep. uh, and a lot of times obviously they don't really care about the impact it has on people because so many places like coke is cheaper than water <laughs> yep <laughs> like so what impact should they be thinking about i mean i mean there's, there's i guess there's not really much they can do because they don't have a healthy alternative to Coke. I mean, you could say Coke Zero and stuff like that, but either they mm. sell their products to the people and their health deteriorates, or they Why? don't sell because it Because of all. Coke? Because of Coke, yeah. Do you think it's their, it's their responsibility, though? <sighs> it's a tough one, because if you know that the people, let's say, don't have a lot of knowledge of maybe what's healthy and what's not mm. about the dietary ingredients of Coke... Yep. And if you how addictive it is, things yep. like that. If you know, then then there's a choice you got to make. Like either you got to be like, fuck it, I need to we need to make money, mm. or yeah. I guess, but I don't know, what man. Do I think I think is it not in in a free market economy, right? Yeah. Is it not the job of people is it not the job of companies to give people options yeah and for people to decide whether they want to take that or not that's how the free yeah, market yeah, works yeah. right true so is true. it really the company's responsibility to be like okay look we're coming here we're already well developed and our products are cheaper than water I mean you could raise the prices but then if people can't afford water they're not mm. gonna buy your thing are they it's very limited market mm. so if you can afford to sell your product at this price then do you not think you should you might be yeah. affecting the health of of the population mm. i agree and i don't i'm not saying that is the right thing to do mm. but i'm saying do you think that that sort of responsibility lies on you um, as as a company, as a company, um, because as a company, I do believe you have certain responsibilities, you know. Mm. But I don't know if. Hmm, I don't know. I, you can argue either way, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
right? I don't know if it's their responsibility per se, mm. right? I feel like they're doing what they need to do, and yeah. it's the responsibility of the government, yeah, maybe, yeah, or no. the people to mm. be looking at how it is, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not fully confident in this answer because I don't fully believe that either. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it could be justified using that reason mm-hmm. that you as a company, your job is to do what you provide, right? Yeah. And that's your job, isn't it? Yeah. If you're a health company, then obviously your job is to look after the people. Yeah. But you yeah. you make sugared water, innit? So that's not your responsibility. <laughs> There's no two ways around yeah. around that. No, hundred percent agree with you. In, in that case, I, would, I don't know. I would say it's, you're right. Like the government has obviously who it's who is supposed to be for the people mm. have to have more responsibility. I guess if it's mm. harmful for the people, then they sh- they should either put some tax on it, maybe. But then, mm. well, they did that now, is not it? Sugar tax. Sugar tax. Yeah. Um, but then also, which I don't know if it makes any difference. And why do you say that? Can they get around it? No, but would it, does it put you off buying a coke? Though? Mm. It's never put me off. I still buy it anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess maybe if they make it more expensive, mm. less people will buy it. Maybe, but I don't know if that's really the solution. Mm. I feel like the government's solution is always to tax, and I don't think yeah. it's the right strategy for everything. Yeah. Like yeah, what they want to do is get more people, or less people, to drink coke by making it more expensive, right? Mm. Normal supply demand, price pricing, blah blah. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. Really, you yeah. want people to make healthier choices, and you don't want to be like we're just gonna make you poor while we exploit your addictions, and yeah, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't really make sense, like yeah. Clearly, these people who are, I guess, binge eaters or whatever, right? They need more knowledge and stuff yeah. on being healthy. Yeah, yeah. So you making things more expensive, you're just making their living costs higher, and yeah. So I think there should be more of a push. There was, I think, there there are there should be different strategies. In I don't mm. think taxing is gonna really solve, yeah, solve the obesity crisis. Yeah. That's Neither is like banning stuff, in it. I mean, it's a good thing you, you touched on the obesity crisis because obviously in the West, what excuse is there? <laughs> you've got knowledge. Yep. You've got different options. Yep. What? Exactly. What's you want? Exactly. But that's the thing, right? I think you know you know why. Though the reason why here it's a national problem. Mm. Is because the NHS is is public. Mm. So when people have obesity and they have problems relating to obesity, mm. it's taxpayers that have to bear this burden, right? Mm. So it really impacts the country's finances. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a country where healthcare is private, mm-hmm. like America, I don't think you would give that much of a shit, to be honest. Who wouldn't give a shit? You as the government. Oh, okay. You might be more lenient towards it because 
you don't care like you're not paying for it if yeah, they yeah, want to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. they can do that right yeah which i also kind of agree with right because mm. I, I i lean more towards free market rather than more of a totalitarian yeah, yeah, no, type 100%. of society right 100%. So I feel like if people want to make that choice, fine, let them in. Yeah. But then in this country, that is a bit of a dilemma since the NHS is public. You know? So I don't yeah. know if that will be the right strategy for the UK to use because it would increase the burden for some people who don't want to increase the burden for the taxpayers. Yeah. Um, on account of some people who can't really control themselves. <laughs> It's it's mad, you know. I I never say understand obesity too much. I guess it it depends on your habits, really. But I mean, there are different reasons for obesity. You know, mm. a lot of it, there there are times when it's not actually due to their overeating, because mm. you could have like thyroid issues and stuff, yeah. right? Which might make you fat. You know? Yeah. Right, so it is important to distinguish why they are obese. How, how many people what have do you mean? thyroid issues? Or I even, think it's, even a issues lo- that it's, it's a lot more common than you think. Really? Yeah, because you have other issues like thyroid problems, right? Mm-hmm. Which uh, regulates your hormones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that can cause a whole, a whole heap of problems, you know? Yeah. Then you have things like stress, highly prevalent in today's society. Yeah. Right, stuff like that. It just... It, it because all of these things impact the way your body functions, right? Mm. I feel like it might impact the way your body stores and burns fats as well. Yeah. Um. If you're in high, high, highly stressful situations, right, your brain is quite fatty, isn't it? Mm. So your body might be more inclined to store more fats just because you're in highly stressful situations. Mm. Now. I don't know if this makes sense scientifically, but it makes sense to me, you know. No, definitely. Like you know when I mean? when people I think are I heard like brains mostly like fat tissue, you know. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Probably, yeah. probably. But when it comes to the lifestyle as well, like especially when you live in the city, you are going to be in a more fast-paced lifestyle, mm-hmm. and generally that comes with stress as well. Yep. And when your body is in a stressful state. Mm. You release more cortisol. 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 Yeah. Isn't that the sleep? Sleep. Uh, What's cortisol? Cortisol. I think I thought it's the. I associate that with sleep. I think that's the stress hormone. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and in in that in that environment, when your body is is higher in that hormone. Yep. Your body isn't at its highest. Um, in terms of optimum health, mm-hmm. it's more in a, in a place you relate to flight or fight, flight or fight. Yep. Uh, so when you're in that state, you're always going to be a lot more unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Your body's not going to be balanced, you know. So yep. just naturally as well, yeah. you might not even be eating excessively, but you might still have exactly obesity issues, right? when you have a public good like the NHS then it's, it's it really impacts impacts you 100% you know what I mean so do you think you can live outside of the city and kind of still be kind of I'm thinking like have that entrepreneurial mindset and, and still produce 
at a high level. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Produce what? Whatever product service you want to, to produce as an entrepreneur, if you want to make something new. Do you think you or have to be outside the city? Yeah, do you think you have to be inside the city no. to, to, to do it at a high level? No. Why do you think that? I, I don't so think that at all. No, I don't think that. I'm just asking the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would I would think no. I would prefer to move out of the city, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Quiet area. 100%. If I had, like, a house out with loads of land around it, I would absolutely love that compared to living in a flat with, like, a million other people in it. Okay. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think I would function well out there than I would in the city. I can I can see both being good. Like, obviously, when you're in a city, you can be around a lot of people that maybe think a certain way. If you choose where you go, you know, there could be a lot more entrepreneurs in one area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be good when you when you have multiple minds thinking about the same thing. You generally, and obviously, in a city, you have a lot more people, so you could yep. achieve that easily. But at the same time, when you're like outside in the open. I guess being in open spaces, your mind can just like kind of expand. Relax. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Expand. Yeah. yeah. Both, both relax and expand. A lot of people say like nature can be when you're when you're walking in the park and mm. being in nature, you you get a lot of ideas and stuff like that. Yep. It might be really different. Like that. Yep. That's m- that's well. That's my go-to, as you already uh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my go-to is always to go out in nature. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if everyone is like that though. Yeah. I guess it differs. Mm. Um, what about you? How, how, where, which side do you lean? Do you think? Um, I mean, I've always been around the city, so I haven't really experienced properly being out in the open, like mm. c- countryside living. Yep. Um, but I would think countryside would definitely be better for you. Yeah. Okay. Kind of similar reasons. Like again, you can go for walks. And just be out in the open, mm-hmm. no limits. It's in it, like when you're in a city, it's like everything's like closed off. There's, I feel like there's limits. Mm-hmm. But when you're out in the open, your mind is just it's free. Um, but having in- internet helps. You can always go home and just connect. Bro, listen. Do you know what I mean? We can get, we can get internet fucking <laughs> in villages, you know. I think we're advanced enough. Yeah, yeah. That. I mean, I mean, that's that's important. Like there, hundred percent, man. That like you can get your work done and you're, yeah. you're good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think I don't know how people live back <laughs> before they did that, man. Yeah, I know. It would, you know, it would actually be interesting to try that out, actually. To live without the internet. To live without the internet. See what what would pe- what would a typical week look like in someone back in the day? I would I would pay for that experience. Would you pay for that experience? Uh, that's a potential business idea, right? Yeah, there. no, I think that I think that'd be good, a good experience. Mm-hmm. It's I kind of had that experience already when I went to Eritrea, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm from. There's barely any signal there. Your phone is literally useless, mm-hmm. so you don't use it at all. So you are without your phone. The TV, there's like one channel. So mm-hmm. you're cut off for, normally it's like a six week holiday. Yep. So you're like away from tech. Yep. It's. What do you do there though? Just chill. Just walk around. A lot of leisure. 
Hope she says, okay, so that's fair. Yeah. What, what would you what would you think about experience where you'd actually I think you would actually emulate someone's life and you would oh, actually okay. have to go to work and stuff as well. Oh right, no, I don't do that man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> would you like do you that? could you could I guess it would be quite interesting. Yeah. Like you could emulate what it was like being a ba- being a blacksmith. Back I think, in the yeah, day. I think that would be good. Right? Or you could emulate what it was like being a taxman in the twelve hundreds or something, right? Those kind of things sound interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting, yeah, right? To see how they live. How, how what would it be like to be one of them for yeah, like a yeah. week? No, hundred percent. That'd be mad. I would. I would Shit, do. That's a sick idea. Definitely. So write that down. <laughs> Especially blacksmith. Yeah, I mean, cool shit, it? bit dangerous, isn't it? Bit dangerous. <laughs> but there's no help and safety, so you got to do it properly. <laughs> so what, I just chucked them in like, hey, you man, yeah, you man, man from London. <laughs> Make me a sword. <laughs> uh, exactly, dealing with fucking thousand degree temperatures with the, with the, you know, making the metals and that. I think that'd be deep. Hmm, that'd be mad. I think yeah. if you can execute that, that would be sick. I'm sure some people do that already. I don't think so. You know, I've never heard of that. I think I've heard of that. I don't know about blacksmiths in particular, but like experiences where you would pretend to be living. From like in the past, people in the past, what what they do? Yeah, how long? How long is that for? Do you have I'm any not, more details? No, I don't really. Oh, fair. No more details. That's mad. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I've never heard of it, but it'll be That'd quite be, nice. Maybe you should go to like ghost town. The what's that? Wild yeah. West town. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. That would be sick. It would be mad. It would be like you could be there for a whole week, yeah. And you literally live like someone did back in the day. You yeah. you wouldn't have phone. You don't have internet. Yeah. Nothing like that, right? It's a lot. It's I think everyone would struggle. Yeah. At 100%. least initially, for the first couple of days, you really struggle because you're like, yo, what do I? What I do I even do? Like, can't check the internet. Can't, can't do on Instagram. Literally. But the thing is. Obviously, back then, they didn't have what we have in terms of access, right? Yep. Unlimited access to information. Yep. But we don't actually use that properly. All we do is look at social media 90% of the time. Mm. You don't actually research stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So we're man. not just procrastinating. Yeah. Exactly. I hear that. But I think we do take the information. There's a lot of unnecessary information. Yeah. And then you've got... Have you seen that film, The uh, Social Dilemma? I think so. Is that the one about Facebook? Yeah, or social media in general. Oh, I think so, yeah. It's, in, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think about it, yeah. It's, it's proper sick, man. It's like, obviously, you know, every social media company, we are their product. Yep. To try and get our attention is, is what they need to do and they're becoming ridiculously good at that. And it's only going to get worse. Yeah, man. 100%. Do you think there is any hope? Because AI is not going to get any dumber. <laughs> Do you think there's a hope yeah, for, for humanity to break away from this beast that is getting stronger? From social media? Yeah. I don't think so. So our attention is going to 
be more and more focused on that. 100%. Because now you have really large corporations with really high profit incentives. Yeah. Fighting for your attention, right? Yeah. So I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Mm. Because the thing is, you realise, which is what you are, we're starting to realise now, right, is you got to understand the only people that will regulate this is the government. Mm. But then the government can harness the power of social media mm. to be divisive. Right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So then for them, it's like it just becomes a tool. Yeah, maybe they don't want to. Yeah, so that much. I exactly. So for them, it works for them as well. So yeah. they might not want to regulate social media yeah, either, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Because um, now, this is what, you know, um, what they did with all of these elections and stuff. Oh, right? yeah. Um, with like Cambridge Analytica and stuff, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. That's what they did. Like, they, they were able to specifically target a specific group of yeah. people using, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if and who are these people? These are like presidential candidates, right? Yeah. These are people yeah. who are running government. Yeah. That's so if I'm using social media to like fit my agenda, mm. I understand how powerful it is, mm. isn't it? So if I stop them from doing business, that's mm. a tool out of my my toolbox that's gone as well. Very powerful tool. A very powerful tool. Yeah. Right. So I don't think social media is going away anytime soon. If anything, what I could see is maybe the perception that it's being regulated. Do you know what I mean? Like they could, because it is getting to the point where people are, are understanding. Okay, we're we're getting manipulated yep. quite a lot. So it is gonna get. I think surely it's gonna get to a point where people will be like, "You need to regulate this." I think it will get to that stage when enough people realize the danger. Mm. I don't. I feel like the danger is not widely known so far. Mm. But it's coming into prominence now. Because y- you can see the likes of Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg. Obviously, they've been in court, Congress, a lot of times now. So. No, I don't mean like that. I think oh. Congress is a bit dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right? You know what? Uh, who's who's um interview? Not interview. Someone's hearing I was watching. I think it was, you know, Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella. Right. I think I was watching his thing. My, was it Microsoft CEO? I think it was Microsoft CEO. Mm-hmm. And, um, or the Google CEO. I don't know. One of these companies, right? Mm. I think it, it might have been the Google. Who's the CEO of Google? I don't know. It's not Larry Page or Sergey no. Brin. Is it? That's it. Oh, that's it. Sundar Pichai. That's yeah. it. This was, it was his, um, it was his uh, hearing, right? He's mm. the CEO of Google, isn't it? And the pe- the questions these lot were asking him, any person who understands how Google works, right, mm. is thinking, bro, are you dumb? Like, <laughs> what, what you're asking doesn't even make any sense, right? Because yeah. they were asking things like, oh, if I s- do this on my iPhone, mm. can you tell? And then he was like, nah, iPhone is a different company, you know? Yeah. Like we don't make, we don't make iPhones. <laughs> it's like, bro, like you clearly have no understanding of what Google is and how Google operates, right? Yeah. Because um, I think they were talking about the presidential thing, you know. Yeah. And um, when you search into Google, the type of results that come up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, I think these men thought that every time someone searches something, right? Yeah. 
there's a person sitting at Google deciding what to show them nah. and what not to show them, you know. That's yeah, that's and nuts. then he was like, No, nah, that's not how it works. Like, do you know how many searches we get every second? Like, we don't have <laughs> people like manually billion. doing this shit yeah, yeah. like it's algorithms and stuff that do this right yeah, yeah and yeah. we have a very uh, various indicators which measures like how to rank so you know like seo and stuff in there yeah and then you're just there like bro are these the man that are meant to be regulating tech companies like yeah, these yeah, absolute yeah. like See, idiots in there basically I'm, on a level cause i'm <laughs> in between two minds in that like surely they must really know what what how Google's operated and they're just posing these questions as just some you know facade. If that is what if that's what they were doing, we should give them an Oscar, bro. That was kind of acting, <laughs> great acting. Great acting. They had me fooled, didn't they? Because yeah, they yeah, sounded yeah. dead serious when they said yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Because there were some people. There was that one person who actually called out these other people and he actually had an actual uh, he had a question which actually made sense in there which mm. was a, a very pleasant change from everyone else's questions mm. which was just kind of a bit stupid mm. so i don't know if if they're putting up a facade and i feel like they're really just struggling to understand yeah because uh, realistically if they got a president who's like fuck 78 years old or something yeah yeah, yeah. these people in congress are not far behind in it like yeah. these lot are getting do you, there do you know what i mean do you, do you think that at some level or even a higher level that the social media companies and the congress and the government are working together like the reason i say that is because well maybe it's, i was thinking about the central banks and back you know how you know a lot of congress would end up working for central banks so there is a cl- close relationship there but i think there's also a relationship with congress government and the social media companies maybe not quite um published i think there is yeah there would be but it depends who you're looking at in there the thing is the the relationship um that social medias would have Mm. is more to do with is more to do with like you know people (coughs) in in politics Mm. so meaning like presidential candidates like People who need social media, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. They would have more of a relationship rather than some other people in Congress who yeah. might not really need to know yeah. social media, right? Like, yeah. if they don't fit any agenda or they're not forwarding a cause, I don't think they would, right? Yeah. Um, so that are regulators and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't know. They might have... Well, I guess the way it would work is you have the people in power which are already working with social media and then they would ensure that the regulators kind of have a lax approach to regulating social media right so they Mm. might not be working with the regulators directly Mm. but they have indirect influence right Mm -hmm. because um i don't know if i told you about like amway and stuff no so you know what amway is right no oh you don't know amway amway yeah no okay so it's like a pyramid scheme, you know, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So Amway was one of the earliest ones back in 1900s, right? The earliest pyramid schemes. The earliest <laughs> pyramid schemes. 
um, one of the earliest pyramid schemes, right? Yeah. And the thing was, Amway. Have you heard of the word multi-level marketing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they describe. That's how the companies describe themselves nowadays. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they say, "Oh, we're multi-level <laughs> marketing yeah, firms," yeah. or like blah blah, blah right? Mm. But in essence, they're all pyramid schemes. Yeah. But what Amway did was when they got in, when they became big, right, as a mm. pyramid scheme, there was a lot of litigation against them from government back mm-hmm. in the day. This was like 70s, 80s, you know. Mm-hmm. But Amway, what Amway did was they made sure that they were lobbying hard, mm. right? So they were re- literally lobbying so much that when um, they were literally deep in a court case with the government right mm-hmm. about them making false promises about how much people can earn and manipulating people like blah blah being a pyramid scheme basically mm-hmm. right the regulators knew okay look this is bad we need to stop this right mm-hmm. and then who was it that came into power oh, yo name me some prominent presidents in the, in the US no not Roosevelt uh, Reagan I think it was Reagan Reagan was the guy who banned like weed and stuff as well, right? Potentially him or Dixon was it Dixon? No. I think I think it was Reagan that came okay. into power, right? And one of the most prominent people in his party, one of the most prominent members of his cabinet, right? Mm. Was from Detroit, I think. And Amway was one of the biggest supporters, you know. Yeah, and literally yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as he came into power this the thing against them was dropped uh. <laughs> it was literally dropped uh, and they yeah, made a regulation about yeah. pyramid schemes right they said yeah. you can't do pyramid schemes yeah. but they found Mway in the regulation did a little loophole you know mm-hmm. which said that as long as you're you're not your main incentive as long as you have a product, basically, that you're selling, mm-hmm. it's not a pyramid scheme. And mm-hmm. they made up the word multi-level marketing. Mm-hmm. They basically just made it up. It literally does not mean anything. Mm. They just made that up and like, oh, yeah, we're a multi-level marketing company. Yeah, yeah. And the whole industry just kind of adopted that made-up word. And it's what happens when you've got a bit of money, isn't it? Yeah, they were highly, highly influential. Yeah, yeah. Honest, like, crazy. And that's why they're still legal today. Like, they've been... Amway. Amway, bro. Amway <laughs> is still, man. Is still doing bits this mm. th- this many years later. That's ridiculous. Look at Avon. Avon, same thing, right? 4.7 billion. Avon, is that the makeup company? A- the makeup company, which hires, like, people, you know, to is come it? to your house and be like, hey, look. <laughs> what? Is that what they do? Yeah, Avon, yeah. They do the same thing that Amway does, isn't it? That's mad. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why you have like Avon reps and so that's their that's their means of that's how they do it. But in essence, the pyramid scheme because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're incentivized to hire recruit other people to be uh, reps as well. Yeah, that's how yeah. you make a lot of money, and you're yeah, not gonna yeah. make their money from selling the yeah, actual yeah, products yeah. themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. So which is what Avon is or direct selling, as they call it, you know. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts, man. Whenever anyone comes to me with anything with that nonsense, man. Yeah, that's it. Nineteen fifty nine in uh, Michigan. 
and one of the candidates in his power thing yeah. was from Michigan, and so and we were one of his biggest like supporters in that. Okay. In him winning the campaign or whatever. So, uh, there you go, multi level marketing compromise. We've made that up, guys. Literally doesn't mean <laughs> anything, you know. This is a this is a page from that series, House of Cards. So I mean, when yeah. when when um certain uh, government officials get backing from a company, get what is it? Signed corp or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You scratch it. my back, scratch your back. Yep, that's that's it, man. That's how, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Which is peak because obviously Amway and all of these other pyramid schemes, mm. their main target audience are low income people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're basically scraping the bottom of the barrel type of tactics, you know. Ruthless. Ruthless, absolutely ruthless. <laughs> like they sell people dreams, you know. Yeah. And this is funny because I had someone in my family who's doing a Amway. Um, Fairly recently, you know. Is it? <laughs> Bro, listen. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. So this is this is quite good. Yeah. So yeah. somewhere in my family, innit? <clears throat> they were like, Oi, we got a little presentation. Oh, no. Bro, business <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> when business you opportunity. Oh man. my god. And uh, basically the thing is because uh, I do a lot of research into this kind of thing, I'm yeah well informed on how they operate what it is like i know everything about it you know? yeah so as soon as i said that i was like right, cool i'm gonna i i hadn't heard of amway in a while mm-hmm. um but amway's in about for time you know so yeah. even back in the day and when i was a child i knew about amway you know? right um so i hadn't heard of them in a while right so mm-hmm. he's like oh yes for amway and i was like hmm, okay cool mm. let's, <laughs> so i was like let me let me listen let me not be a hater from the very beginning you know let me yeah. let me listen to what he's got to say right yeah so i listened to the presentation bro it's literally the same thing they were doing 30 years ago you know mm-hmm. no different there's literally no different exact same business model and they get they have like a presentation you know, and it's mm. it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, right? Because they really make it, they really pose it out to you like, oh, you're your own boss. Yeah. It's like you're running your own business. Yeah. It's all about mindset, and I don't know who falls for this shit, you know. But I was there literally like, listen, if I'm waking, do this with this level of this deadness, right? If they mm. can make a billion, I'm I swear to God, I could be a billionaire. You know? I mean. Like, this is, like, trash quality. I don't know. I don't understand how this works, right? Yeah. But I guess I'm just woke, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that I can see this, I guess, you know. You have, you have MLMs that say, anytime a new thing, like, a new industry or something pops up, or you have people using MLM, like, even in crypto, hmm. there was MLM. You had, um, what's that, Herbalife. Herbalife, yeah, Herbalife, yeah, Herbalife. You know? yeah, that's one of those as well. MLMs, and it's just, I guess, anytime something new pops up, just get on it straight. Be the first to start MLM, and you'll make a lot of money. Yeah, true. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right, man. But I don't know, man. Um, I, you know, they, the thing is, right? They even put like <clears throat> little disclaimers at the bottom, and they will say, oh, because this is regulated, and so they got to mm. tell people. But they, they put it in like this really small oh, right. one right at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be like, oh, 
in XX year, so let's say 2018, yeah. blah, 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 percent of uh, reps or whatever the name for them is, they yeah. call them, so everyone has different names in it. Yeah. Made this much money. So if you look at the percentage. Ah, uh, okay. For people who've made a normal living amount, so like fifty, forty thousand dollars in the US, right? Yeah, yeah. How many people? It's literally like zero point five percent or something. That's yeah. And then if you consider that to the numbers, so I think they have like six million or something or five million active mm-hmm. Amway members, right? Zero point zero five is really not that large of a number mm, mm. of 5.5 or 5 million mm-hmm. 0.05 people who made just what you would make if you work in mcdonald's yeah right only 0.5 people made that right it's mad the people who actually made it rich were so small like yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. minuscule right yeah and only then the founders really that literally literally yeah. the ones right at the per- top are right at the top in it yeah so you are what makes me think is how do they brainwash these people into thinking look you're gonna be one of these 0.0001 percent of people yeah, that's yeah. gonna get rich doing this isn't yeah. it? like how did they do this i don't understand it's from what i see just amazing marketing because but the thing is i don't i don't think their marketing is that amazing but, but i guess i guess yeah. my bullshit radar is strong <laughs> it? but it it, it it caters to your basic needs Firstly, they they make you part of a group. You know, they take mm. you to these these um halls, mm. sick presentations, mm. drinks, whatever. They treat you nice in that sense, but they don't have to pay you. Yeah. And then they sell you dreams of the the managers of the cars they have, the clothes that they wear. It's their lifestyle selling, isn't it? That's what, from, yeah. from what I've seen when yeah people try and sell me. Like I remember some guy was doing mlm with um trading and crypto mm-hmm. and one of my boys was like oh yeah come this this guy's really good at trading and like let's let's go see he you know he wants um to do like a a little presentation and teach us something it was something a pitch like that. i'm like okay i want to get better obviously yeah yeah let's let's see what this guy is because i'll pay money if he's good and he'll teach me and by this point i was really like maybe a year two years into crypto so i had decent knowledge mm-hmm and you know this guy sleek dressed nice smells good you know Jeez, i think you got a little too close maybe to <laughs> 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 uh, but you know he in terms of presentation he was he was top and he was in a near central london it was like yep. a nice location mm-hmm. so the lifestyle that he was showing me was pretty good so from that point of view, I was sold. But then when he started to talk, after two minutes, I'm like, this is this is pyramid scheme. <laughs> you know, it's a pyramid scheme. Like yeah. you want me to recruit other people. Yeah, yeah. And I but I get access to trading knowledge. You're like, listen, nah, this is rubbish, man. Teach me some trading stuff right now. I didn't say that to him. But <laughs> <laughs> but I could tell like he was showing just some basic candlestick stuff on like this thing. You know, but main mm. most of it was about you can make loads of money if you recruit X amount of people, yep. and if they recruit other people, you can make money. To someone who doesn't understand trading, they will see the lifestyle, and mm. they will, they wouldn't know much about trading. So maybe whatever he was saying, 
you would get sold off that knowledge but yep. it's the lifestyle sell the whole package looked appealing mm. you know that's that's how I how I see why they're successful so you know these um like fake gurus and stuff yeah they sell all that online courses and that yeah do you think there's there's ever going to be a time when the whole population is exhausted meaning there's no market for scams anymore because everyone has already been scammed or, <laughs> or knows about it at least i think i think um i don't think there's ever a time when it will but it will be like waves you know when what i see is when um crypto especially is in a bull run so you mm. know prices are going very high you know valuation become very high people are making money yep. that's when the the scams are rife because people from the outside will come in with greed a greed lens all they want to see is money yep. so they're much less likely to do their due diligence and so hmm. it's easier for them to get scammed you know at that point so you know and and when crypto is at a low point as in prices going down, yep. people are just like less likely to want to get involved. So it's it's harder to to mm. potentially get scammed in that. Makes sense. In that environment. So do you think? <clears throat> do you not think scamming is good business then? Short term, probably yeah. Short term. Because, mm. like, eventually people will find out, and yep. you get in trouble. How how frequently though? I've rarely seen that happen. People get. Uh, it depends, I guess, what, what scam it is. But MLM, I, I don't know, because it's illegal, isn't it? Like I said, it's legal. It is legal, yeah. So it's but just that about you can't really get caught. For yeah. Like, <laughs> so normal, bro. So it's but a, I mean, it's like these these um these fake guru type scams, you know, uh, where they sell you courses and that. Right? Yeah. So these are not scams in a way, but they're scams in, in the well, sense that... Like, I think because they... Obviously, at some point, enough people would have been scammed and so they'll start talking about it and there's no result. Mm. Do you know what I mean? From from their their purchases. So after a while, the word will get out. Like, yep. okay, this is not worth This is bullshit. Yep. You know I hear mean? Yeah. And so you'd think it's po- profitable for the short run. Yeah, if you're in and out, it's going to work. Do <laughs> you think someone should do that? I mean, if you can if you can bear that on your conscience, then obviously go for it. Innit? If you're ruthless, yeah, then, then do it. Why not? If you don't care. But mm. long term, if, if you have a conscience, then it's not going to sit well with you. It will come back to you in some way. That karma thing, I do believe in that that energy out it's going to come back to you down the line somehow do you know Ty Lopez's story what he used Not to do really. before no he used to run scam dating websites isn't he? is it yeah he's like online websites yeah where people would pay for it and he would just log it into it. is it yeah he used oh, to do wow. that before he started th- all this internet marketing shit and I thought he was legit Ty Lopez like legit in a, in a sense that he said he had a few businesses early on. Bro, Ty Lopez is the spookiest individual but I've ever listen, seen. But listen, you got to give him credit though. He started a movement in terms in terms of the lifestyle sell. 
having the Lamborghini in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't want to give him credit for that because he's kind of just fucking the industry up. <laughs> no, but it's, it's innovation. It's marketing. You've got to think outside the box. You don't think so? I guess in a way, you know, mm. but I think, I don't think he invented that because these scams I've, have been about for time. And uh, only recently I'm discovering a lot of old ad adverts and uh, yeah. that we used to be on TV and stuff. And like, they're literally the same concept. Lifestyle, se- like the lifestyle, lifestyle selling. So you have girl, girls in the cars and they'll be like... That's never going to stop working, man. That's the thing. <laughs> man. That's the thing. Like, how is it that in the <laughs> 19s, 90s, yeah? Yeah. They used to have the same thing and used to work that time. And in 2020s, is literally the exact same thing. And yeah. people are still like, falling still for it. it. Because it, it, it appeals to your basic needs, girls, status. Do you know what I mean? But surely, in the age of internet, you would have a lot more sense about it now. As in, I understand it works, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess when you know about it, it's difficult to yeah. imagine not knowing about yeah. it, I guess. Because yeah. um, that kind of thing has never appealed me, right? I've never... Th- seen an advert like that and thought mm. oh shit let me pay this guy like three thousand pounds and above yeah yeah so he can sell me some online course you know like yeah. no chance bro yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. so i don't know how people are so conf- confident in his in what he's saying you know like, yeah. that's that's crazy bro you gotta give him props for i guess being believable you know? yeah yep Hundred percent, but yeah, he's getting sued right now. Is he? Yeah, that's why he said quiet these days. I guess so, because um, he started a business with some guy. Yeah, a guy paid him a million, and he tied it and send him over the rights or something like that. Right. He basically took money and didn't deliver what he said he was gonna do. You know, the guy suing him basically. That's it. I mean, you know. Um, the book that I'm reading, I'm I'm actually reading it a lot these days. Think and Grow Rich, like I'm reading oh, yeah? like every day now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. This um, one part that it talks about is no wealth can be maintained unless it's based on truth and justice. Do you so think like, so? I don't think I don't think the Rothschilds would agree with you. <laughs> Instantly dismissed. I get I get the gist behind it. You know the thing with thinking grow rich is I don't know how I feel about the book to be honest. Can you tell me some other things that you take away from that book? I'm not saying it's a bad book, you know, I have read it, I do yeah. like it to be honest. It's yeah, I, I like it in, in the sense that it really hones down what to aim for mm. and it it does give you a lot of steps practical steps that you do you can do on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. to create that desire for whatever you want and it also i think maybe for me i like from a spiritual side where you know it it does put emphasis on the fact that ideas do come from the ether like you need to kind of focus your mind on certain things and um i guess certain ideas could come to you but Ideas don't don't come out of nowhere. Um, it gives you a lot of examples as to how people were able to achieve success um, using some of those steps. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of meat. Yeah, it's good foot. Can yeah. you give me one of the steps or one of the points that really resonated with you? Like, you know, just yeah. you just gave me an example, right? Mm-hmm. So, can you give me another one? Like, it'll tell you to write down uh, an aim. Yep. And then it'll tell you, like, to write down when, for example, a timeline. When, when would, do you want to achieve that by? Um, okay. But then it will tell you, you know, that you need to focus on faith. You need to use emotion, back it by emotion to actually kind of put that to your sub- subconscious, to relay that message to your subconscious. And then it focuses a lot of like repetition. Like you've got to think about this on a day and on a daily basis. Um, what, your goal, yeah? Yeah, your yeah. To, to make that desire strong, yep. to visualize it things like that um so those are some of the steps sometimes you write it down and actually like repeat it like every day and i mean if you think about that's what a lot of i won't say a lot a lot of successful people do have like this burning desire to achieve something Mm -hmm. maybe athletes it could be to get gold medals and like they'll think about that every day every time before training they'll think about that so it kind of replicates that in the book so you, you know you write down your goal um you back it with faith uh it, it gives you like a self-confidence formula mm. you know to, to actually like demand of yourself the confidence self-confidence to achieve that um yeah something like that so what what you said that you had some criticisms about it I think so, yeah. When yeah. I read it a while ago, you know, yeah. I think I I did have a few. I do like the book. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. It's a good book, right? Mm-hmm. But I did have. Which which book is 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 the one? Um, with uh, the law of attraction one. What book is that? Law of attraction. Yeah. That is. I think that's the secret. The secret, that's yeah. it. Okay, so yeah. I think it was more the secret that I felt this way about. But I think Think and Grow Rich has some similar, similar aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it more comes down to... I don't even know how to say it, but... It, it, I think it more comes down to kind of just... Hmm, let me see you, if I can... Are you thinking about the criticism of you can't like just think about something and it will happen yeah along those lines along those lines yeah Mm. like you know what if some of the approaches that they highlight right Mm. i see them really as like kind of crazy type you know Mm -hmm. like wishful thinking type yeah 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 right and i'm not saying that's the case Mm -hmm. but sometimes i do feel that way because i'm sometimes i think look all of this is nonsense. Mm. Just put your head down, get your shit done, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I think you should approach it. Mm-hmm. That's how I think sometimes, right? Yeah. But then when other times when you, I guess you're not feeling so motivated, mm-hmm. things like this would help you, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where my conflict is. Like it does start. Sometimes it does start with a bit like a woo-woo type of yeah, yeah. type of things, you know. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. 
Yeah. Um, like I do like obviously thinking positive and mm-hmm. manifesting and stuff. I hate for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I guess sometimes I'm just like, look, bro, this is all like wishful thinking wishful thinking yeah rather than actual actionable yeah steps yeah right no 100%. that's that's kind of my conflict between the two i definitely see your point and i understand that as well you know because it is to a degree like wishful thinking but i guess for me the main difference between wishful thinking and if you apply it to i guess to the max for me, the main difference is that emotion part. If you can actually activate that emotion behind the thought, as opposed to just thinking, I want to be rich. If you can yep. actually put emotion behind it, you know, that that leads to more of a man- manifestation. Like, the difference between, like, high-performance athletes mm-hmm. is the fact that when they think about that gold medal, they just think they don't just think I just want I want a gold medal. They're like fuck. They're burning. That that emotion is intense. Yep. So, I think that's that's what they talk about in the book as well. Like yeah, you know you you, you can't just think, and it will happen. One, you need to put emotion actually meditate on the emotion, but also it, it does actually talk about putting a plan together and start it straight away. Um, but I guess like a lot of books obviously say the same things like that. So maybe I think people aren't applying it to, to the max. They just mm-hmm. think and then thinking, yeah, I want to be rich and then, yeah. you know, it's going to happen. They don't know. They don't really take in the message of the book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They kind of approach it in that woo-woo type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. I get you. Yeah, so I think... I guess it yeah, yeah, depends on the application. Right? Yeah, it's more the interpretation of the book, yeah, right? Yeah, I hear that. Because I do agree with you, you know, um, yeah. even from a psychological point of view. So yeah. more earlier when <coughs> we're like, people usually try to avoid pain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you add that sort of emotion behind your goal, yeah, it, that's what provides you the drive to actually get it done, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it does, it does make sense for you to attach emotion to your goals. Yeah. So I agree with that. I agree with that fully. And I, I know for me personally, I love the, the again that spiritual side where, in like I think somebody said, how powerful your thoughts can be. Um, but mm. it, it needs that fuel to bring a thought to reality. Um, it needs to be charged to to make it come alive. Mm. Um, really intriguing everything around us was originally a thought a mental yeah. picture yep. before it became reality but someone had that picture in their head with strong faith behind it and made it reality okay let me let me take you from there right mm. what do you think about the ability of humans do you think because going by what you said right Mm. that would that would imply that every single person Mm -hmm. has the ability to do anything they want to Mm -hmm. 
or do you think that's actually the case or do you think there are actual limitations to what a person can achieve that's that's a good question um i think i think everyone has different abilities yeah yeah so i think some people will be will have higher limits than others because the world isn't equal do you know what I mean? Like some people are faster than other people. Mm-hmm. Some people are stronger than other people. Some people are smarter than other people. Yeah. So there's going to be different limits to um, human beings. Yep. But at the same time, you know, it's almost some. I, I think people don't have limits. It's, it's your own thoughts that create yep. the limits in a way. Yep. And. Uh, that's the thing. It's a very yeah. Which side do you lean towards? Yeah, I'm the exactly. same way. I'm not really sure how yeah. I feel about it. To be honest. Mm. Um. What I am sure about is most people, including myself, have not even reached close to limits. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon? Like, why do you? What makes you say that? Because if I like analyze my like day to day, I know I can do a lot more. But right. when it comes to certain habits, you know, yep. that I've, I've uh, I guess, not purposely put in place, but they, they are in place, you know. Yep. I, Do you I'm not think that's how you are, though? No, I don't think so. So, what I mean by that is, mm. you might say, okay, well, I'm not as good as I could be. Yeah. But that's your belief. But actually you actually are as good as you could be if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> it makes sense um do you know what i mean yeah like you're you are what your ability dictates now yeah, this is yeah. a very pessimistic thought in it yeah i'm not saying i subscribe to it but yeah. i'm just providing a different view on it yeah, yeah yeah like what if you look at yourself and you're thinking oh look this this is what I don't like. This is what I don't like, mm. and I ca- I can be better than this. Mm. Okay, that's your thought. Mm. But what if, in reality, you are fully operating within your, within your limit, mm-hmm. but you just don't know it. You just don't know your limit. So you're like, oh shit, my limit is much higher than what it actually is. Yeah. So what do you think about that? That's that's a that's a hard one. I'm inclined to say n- no in, in terms of um, I, I look at it in, in a sense that for example my day to day could I be doing more today yes yep. so this shouldn't be my limit this shouldn't be what I'm capable of um, yeah you, know you I mean? could be doing more Yeah. but you're not doing more because that's your limit if your limit was higher, you would be doing more already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, l- I just look at it from a habitual. I see what you're saying because yeah. you know it makes sense. But I look at it as like my habits. I, I, what you're saying is kind of correct because according to my habits, this is what I'm capable of. Yep. But then I know if I change my habits, then I could pump out more stuff. I could True. produce more. But your habits are there for a reason, right? They're there, obviously, through repetition of 
of uh of things you chose to do yeah so why did you choose to do them because you did what you thought was right so in that sense your habit is exactly what you want to do in a, in, a, <laughs> in a way in a way yeah <laughs> and then if you think about it you'd be yeah. operating I'm not saying I agree with this and yeah, I'm yeah. just saying you could look at it really re- you could really look at it this way and it's it, it really changes the narrative innit? yeah it does because if you look at it in a way where okay look you're saying everyone is how they are because that's how they operate innit? Mm. that's their limit that's their that's how their limit is yeah no one is there by mistake everyone is there as a consequence of what they chose to do right but it's like i think there's two sides to what you want Mm -hmm. there's like the i'd say i'm gonna say primal side okay that responds to needs food sex these primal needs and then there's a conscious side which might want something else like to achieve but then you're battling between for example, you know, I might want to be buff, fit, but mm. my body uh, likes to eat chocolate. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what laughs> I said my body likes to eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, going to be a desire you. for me to eat. Yep. Um, but then the conscious side of me... The thinking side, you know, saying like I want to get fit. Yeah, the conscious side. Yeah. 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 Um. So, this, there's a there's a battle going on. So I might want to get more done in the day, but then a part of me also wants to take the le- the the route of least resistance and. Yeah. So do you not think that's where your limit is? Where where. Your, cause realistically, your subconscious is where your limit is, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's where that's the level you're gonna operate. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if your subconscious is really peak, mm-hmm. your conscious really cannot control your subconscious. Yeah. Yeah, no. You it's know definitely what? more powerful, right? I I agree. Yes, actually, I do agree that this is currently my limit due to the subconscious. Yeah. But it's gonna. It requires m- much effort to raise that limit. Yep. Definitely. I like. I like. I like. I like how you put that. So you think you're at your current limit? If we look at it like that. Yeah. You think yeah, you are. Everyone is at the limit. Everyone yeah. is. Yeah. yeah everyone yeah, yeah, is yeah. operating at max capacity. Yeah. Know? So I guess going by that logic, you need yeah. to increase your capacity. Yeah. Yes. And then you you do that using obviously all of the tactics that people prescribe to you, right? And that's why going back to thinking grow rich, why I like that book and kind of that kind of thinking because mm. you're trying to influence your subconscious, which is the thing that's limiting you. So if you can influence yep. your subconscious to to focus on a, a goal or with emotion. Um, to raise that limit to to force yourself to up that limit yep then that's very good yeah um, what about having it so that your conscious is more powerful than your subconscious because then you wouldn't need to l- increase your subconscious limit you just need you can basically do what you set your conscious limit to 
ایشون در سبب پروژه بروش رفت چی؟ Yeah. 
I don't care about anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, low emotion, don't matter to me. I yeah, just want to yeah. get my things done, right? Yeah. But that's not a healthy attitude. Yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. At least, at least not for the people surrounding you. Yeah. Right. It could be very jarring for them. Do you, Do you think in those when you're in those moods, you are not experiencing experiencing any emotions? Yeah. I don't basically I'll just if, even if I do they're just so under control that it did, doesn't even affect me and I'll just in my head I'll just be like whatever and then I'll just carry on with what I'm doing so, uh, so are you could there be an emotion that you just like kind of let it, let it go away yeah I'll just be like yeah, don't care like yeah, yeah, yeah whatever it is I don't care and do you think that's not a good state to be in it's a very good state to be in but I don't think it's healthy state to be in. Why do you why do you say that? Because it really um, it really impacts your behavior around other people, you know. Because mm-hmm. you cannot be cold with people around you. Yeah. That's not generally how humans communicate, you know. Yeah. You gotta, like, be, you gotta be nice to them. You gotta be nice. To them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta be nice to them, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess you can be if you just wanna be a dick like all the time, you know. Yeah. But generally, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fly like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's a it's a bit of a struggle, you know. Sometimes you, do you, you say you struggle with that? Sometimes you gotta, like. Yeah, I do actually. You have to work on actually. Ah uh, yeah, I gotta work on actually being a bit friendly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if if you could choose. Would you choose like if you if you had the option, and mm. it wouldn't, I guess, affect people. Would you rather not experience, like basically, be in that zone as much as 100%, possible? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. The thing is, you know, when you're in that zone, you yeah. you would get so much shit done, man. I'm telling yeah. you, at least me personally, right? Yeah. Cause, cause your your subconscious emotion affects so much of your motivation and yeah. how how reactive or proactive you are, yeah. and uh, you know how how wh- what your willingness is to actually act and do something, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, that's that's the downfall of people, you know, mm-hmm. and me included. Like I've been through it, right? When mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling well. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> When I wasn't feeling well, you don't you don't feel like doing anything, right? Mm. But if you got that under control, you don't feel anything. That means every single day you can consistently produce. Yeah. You can consistently get your shit done, and literally nothing phases you, you know. Yeah. Anything happens, you're just like, whatever. Yeah. Deal with it. Get shit done. Which yeah. is that really stoic, stoic philosophy, right? Yeah. Which is whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> Do go with it, you know. Like that, that you c- what you can't change, you don't need to worry about. Kind yeah, of you know, which I do like. I like that mindset. Would you get rid of emotion? Uh, I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be hundred percent productive. Yeah, that's. I would like that actually. Yeah. I think emotions is kind of long, you know. It is. As CEOs, but emotions. That's but you know, I mean, that's like human experience isn't it it is that's the thing though yeah. like but I, I guess it depends on people you know, you know yeah. the thing with me is i think uh um i think it's called neuroticism 
Right. Um, if you listen to Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard him say that. He like says that like frequently, and yeah. but it basically means it's one of the personality traits, and uh, it goes people who score higher in neuroticism are more likely than average to be moody and to experience such feelings such as anxiety, worry, fear, anger, frustration, blah blah blah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I am highly neurotic. Right. So I do feel stuff like anxiety. Like I don't get envy and jealousy and guilt and stuff like that. Yeah. But I do get like anxiety, depressed mood, like yeah, frustration, like stuff like that, right? Yeah. So for me, I would prefer to be in a state where I didn't have that, right? Yeah. But yeah. someone who is low in neuroticism, they yeah. might not feel the same way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because because they ex- they may experience fewer negative feelings mm. or are, 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 are less frequently mm-hmm. they might be alright with dealing with emotions yeah whereas for me it's like yo like CBA for this <laughs> so rather just not have this I would probably say I'm probably quite low in neuroticism though quite low yeah yeah okay fair enough is, um, is that trait like high in entrepreneurs or I don't is think that, it matters okay alright yeah um I think these are just personality traits, right? Right. Um, is is a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think personalities are set? Like this is how you are. You can't change this. To a certain extent, I think they are change. They are moldable, though. Yeah. I think they are definitely moldable. Mm. I don't think I'm the same person today as I was five years ago. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so I do think your personality evolves with experience mm-hmm. and kind of the person you see yourself to be yeah. like yourself image makes a huge difference yeah, in who you yeah. become yeah 100%. so I don't think there are some things but these might just be little habits that you keep yeah right but I think every I think it is moldable yeah these traits though I don't know if these traits are changeable yeah that's what I feel like is neuroticism right I I haven't been told this I'm just speculating on my own thing right that I would mm-hmm. assume that I'm high in neuroticism mm-hmm. so I don't think I can ever get rid of that I kind of just had to deal with that kind of that thing mm-hmm. um, so if that's uh, if that's the case with other other personality traits too mm-hmm then in a way I guess you're kind of set you're you're kind of have your sandbox that you play in right Mm -hmm. within your within your personality trait pool yeah so these are the top five right openness conscientious conscientiousness conscientiousness extroversion agreeableness and neuroticism right Mm. So yeah, so you see stable and neurotic, you know. So I would say <laughs> I'd, I'd go more towards the neurotic side. Right, right. Um, and you said you'd go more towards stable yeah, side, yeah, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So agreeableness, extroversion. What would you say you're on that? Agreeableness. I think I'm fairly unagreeable, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, hostile. Hostile. <laughs> 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 the thing is though, the low agreeableness is highly prevalent in people who are successful. Yeah, yeah, because they'll 
get take get what they want. Get yeah, what they want. exactly. Um, extroversion. I think I would lean more. I think I would be somewhere in the middle or mm. lean more towards introverted. Mm-hmm. Just slightly though, not like fully introverted. You know. Mm-hmm. What about you? In the introvert, introvert, ex- yeah. Um, I would say I'm more. I was more extroverted before. Now I'm becoming slightly more introverted. Okay. Like, I don't. I'm fine to be in my room all day. Yep. Without socializing. I feel like I'm moving towards in- introversion. Okay. Yeah. What's the uh, what about conscientiousness? I don't know what that means. Spontaneous and conscientious. Uh, I'm not sure. I feel if if spont- spontaneous is one end, yep. I'd probably say I'm at the moment closer to the other end. Conscientious. Oh, there you go. Impulsive, careless, disorganized, hardworking, dependable, organized. I would say I'm on the right side. You're on the right side? Yeah. Okay, fair. I'm not that impulsive. Mm hmm. What about you? Yeah, same. I'm not impulsive at all, you know. Mm. Um, openness. See, this one's a bit tough for me because I do. I um, I do have both of them, you know. Yeah. Like, I do have some sort of routine, but I also have a wide range of interests, independent yeah. like everything, I guess. I guess you're a bit of both. Yeah. I, can, I guess I would lead more towards openness. Not for what feelings, though. Curiosity. <laughs> that would be well... CBA with them feelings. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, curious with the wide, wide, wide range of... Yeah, I'd say on that end. What? High school? Curious in that? Yeah, mm. I'm fairly curious. Have you, you know what? Have you done your personality test? Yeah. The Maya Briggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, what is, what's yours? Mine was, uh. Campaigner, was it? Campaigner? Campaigner. Interesting. The green, I was a green. Never heard that before. No, wait. For protagonist. protagonist. Protagonist? Yeah. Is that a different one? Yeah. I actually bought, um, if you want, I bought the full set. Are they good? Yeah, they're decent. Is there anything on there that's not online? Yeah, yeah. I would I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for it. So have you read through this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's accurate? Yeah, I would, <coughs> say, I would say so. There's, there's a high level of accuracy. Um, She's Barack Obama, Ben Affleck, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, all those in between. Lala Yusti. I don't know. That's that lady who got shot in Pakistan. Oh, wow. And she was a campaigner you know, for like Jeez. safety and that. Sean Connery, Jennifer Lawrence. She's your bad actors, you know. <laughs> <coughs> Which one are you, do you know? Um, the Architect. Age. I don't know. I know that one. No. What colour is it? I don't know, bro. I didn't know they went by colours, to be honest. Right, right, Okay, cool. Introverted, intuitive, thinking, judging. Okay. I think it's fairly accurate, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you look at my things, I get uh-huh. nice ones, bro. You're the, you're the other side of the Obama. Yeah. 
<laughs> See what the sun <laughs> Frederick Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, big, man. big dumb. Yeah. This is the Elon one that's Musk. most important to me. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan as well. Come on. Vladimir Putin. So you could be a... Dictator. Dictator. 100%. I would be You've an amazing dictator, bro. Yeah, I would I love so. to be a dictator. Just tell everyone what to do. <laughs> quite, quite driven. I don't know too much about Michelle Obama. Mm. I prefer to take out that list, but they all seem quite driven. <laughs> <laughs> how, how yeah. do, I'm sorry, how, how do they put her in between all of them? I don't know, you know. I, I mean, I guess Michelle Obama does things in there, they just don't know. Well, I, d- like I you don't got know. Really. Nietzsche, you got <laughs> Musk. <laughs> <laughs> you got Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got Putin. Putin. Who's Colin Powell? Are we? No, I don't know. Let's see. Our former United States Secretary. Yeah, there you go. Secretary of State. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that's like some prestigious thing. Mm. It's a man power. power. I don't know. Walter White. Yes. Heisenberg. United States Ambassador to the United Nations. Okay. I don't know. Are these like six positions or what? Mm. Ambassador, potentially, yeah, I guess. Yale and Harvard. Alright then. That's sick. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right, so he's this guy then. Little finger, he's just like a strategist. He's very single minded, but he's a snake. Is he? What about what about him? What about him? Tywin Lannister, yeah, he he's basically like Putin. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. He, he's like a military general. Very straight, yep. Business, ruthless. Katniss, you know. Katniss. Jay Gatsby. All right, that's all right then. Oh, why? Okay, let's see this. Let's see this. Okay, not gonna. Lie. I can't be asking yeah, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Should, like should we uh wrap this up? Yeah, let's get it. Right. You might have to split this podcast up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long Two is po- this? Po- podcast. <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. 